1: Are you thinking about starting a podcast, but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need, all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out Anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying Inquiries of Our Reality, I'd really appreciate it if you could drop a review or rating and I'll give you a shout out on the show. While you're at it, come join the Telegram group and follow the show on Instagram and across social media. If you'd like to support the show, check me out over on Patreon for early access to Inquiries of Our Reality and Big Dumb Inquiries which is the Swapcast show I co-host with Kyle Rainey of the Big Dumb Podcast. If you'd like to pick up some merch, come check out the merch store. If you want to help me out to upgrade my equipment and pump out even more awesome content for you guys, come donate over on Anchor or Ko-fi. And last but not least, if anyone is interested in being a guest on the show, sponsoring the show, has a topic they want covered, or you feel you have something to contribute to the show, send me an email at podcasts at outlook.com. All the links I mentioned are in the show description. Just tap or click the link tree link to be directed. Thanks, everyone. I appreciate you, and I couldn't be doing this without you. Now enjoy the show. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is Inquiries of Our Reality with Shane Jones. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the now 53rd episode of Inquiries of Our Reality. Today with me, I have Nico from Upstate Unconventional. How's it going, bro? It's going good, man. So cool. happy to be here. Glad to finally have you on the show after a couple bounce around scheduling conflicts. <laughs> and then 100%. kids, of course, coming from both of us. Oh, dude, kids are
2: always fun when you're podcasting. I've had my son come running down during interviews. I've had my dogs
1: come running down and like knock my laptop over. It It never fails, man. But, my uh, uh, daughter's with my i guess you could say like uh sister lawn away but normally dude it would be like 10 minutes into the podcast and then you'll just see her face slide into the side of the camera and she'll like disappear real quick <laughs> and i won't even notice her she'll, i'll just be looking at the camera talking and then she'll just pop in very slowly and then fade out real quick <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. like she wants to say
1: nice. hi but she doesn't want to be seen
2: <laughs> exactly oh yeah no my son's popped in a few times he likes to uh Me and him will do like pretend podcasts sometimes and he'll talk about like cryptids and it's hilarious. Maybe one day I'll release them.
1: Dude, (laughs) I was considering doing a podcast with my daughter where I just ask her like conspiratorial questions just to see what the response would be of a kid because I think it'd be a really interesting episode.
2: That honestly might be a brilliant like uh, business idea. Like just a side series, just asking kids. Like (laughs) (laughs) just to see like, you know, are like conspiracy type parents, are they like, just to kind of see like how kids think about it in the first place. And then like, how much influence do parents actually have? Like the other day, my son was talking about like how birds are robots. And I'm like, I know I didn't tell that to him. So I'm sure he heard it somewhere, but it was just kind of an interesting thing. And then like, I don't know, this is a couple of weeks ago. And then I hear on like the master debaters, they're talking about like all
1: birds are drones and stuff. I'm like, Uh (laughs) <laughs> it's because your kid's sitting there watching their eyes watching go bloop bloop, bloop doing that camera adjustment <laughs> dude my daughter gets into it too though because it's like i just she'll hear me talking on my show sometimes so she'll just like ask me about like reptilians she'll ask me about aliens she'll ask me about all this kind of shit and it's just like you know you try to like tell your kids like your response but without being like too crazy about it you know what i mean you just kind of will be like just because you believe in it doesn't mean you necessarily want to like throw that on your kids so they can decide it for themselves so like she'll ask me about like aliens things like that and i'll talk about it like theoretical like it could happen like we don't know like that's what d- I, dad does on his show is tries to figure out if this kind of stuff is true or not and uh yeah i just gotta like it's, it's like piece by piece and like she's slowly starting to get there without me even wanting to like necessarily do anything she just kind of hears the concepts and is open to it and she like sees my bookshelf she always like pulls down like i have like a secret teaching of all ages and she'll like pull it down and just look at all the pictures and shit. she thinks the pictures are cool so it's like she has like an interest in it and i'm kind of curious what it'll turn into as she gets older or if it'll be one of those things that she's like yeah my dad was crazy he's just a conspiracy theorist you know <laughs> right how old is she uh she's about to turn seven in august
2: okay so my son is five and then i have a 12 year old stepson as well but uh yeah my five-year-old he's very very into like aliens and like dragons and like he'll ask like are dragons dinosaurs and i'm like dude i don't know (laughs) like i don't know maybe like what do you think and then uh we started like looking at stuff up and you know they say like you you know t-rexes came from chickens and whatnot
1: and he's like it doesn't make any sense and i'm like it doesn't does it you know what i mean like (laughs) you know what's funny though is that t-rex's arms don't make any sense because they're so small but if you flip them backwards from how they think that they are it does kind of look a little bit like chicken wings
2: it does look like chicken wings or it could be dragon wings you know like just the tops of them they you never know <laughs> but uh
1: because if all that kind of stuff was cartilage and there was only certain amounts of bones within it like who knows that could be all that was left I and mean, they assume that they're these little arms but you know half of the wingspan could have been created by cartilage which would have definitely been gone by this time you know
2: 100 cartilage feathers what we, we don't know but like I, I always think know, it's man. funny
1: they think that they can tell the diet of a dinosaur, which the only way that I could see that as being possible is maybe by their teeth. It's I haven't looked too much into dinosaur teeth, but uh, mm. I feel like the only way you could definitely tell for sure would be by the contents of their stomach. And the only way you'd know for sure is if there was bones in their stomach. So just because there's no bones in something's stomach doesn't mean that it may not have been a carnivore. It may have just ate flesh and didn't eat bone, and there might have been certain ones that were huge and just ate the whole fucking thing, and that's where they're like, oh, this is a a carnivore because it has meat in it or it has bones in its stomach like yeah. all the shit they say even the skin color like you don't know if it had fucking feathers you don't know if it had skin you don't know if it was bright fucking blue you don't know if it was all black and black like you have no idea bro you can't tell just from bones
2: <laughs> it's all theoretical man if you really start have you looked into like the the bone wars and stuff like that in the 1800s uh
1: is that referring to giants or is that referring to dinosaurs
2: it could be both we don't really know but there was like I forget his name. Is it Louis Pasteur maybe? I don't know. I'm not going to say the wrong name, but it's just interesting how like this guy goes to get a grant for finding dinosaur bones. And then he finds dinosaur bones right after he gets all this money. And then they never really find anything full. It's always like a partial bone. And they're able to build this whole gigantic dinosaur from this tiny little fingernail bone that they found. So I don't know. Dinosaurs are a weird thing and how much they push it on the kids. I always wonder like, What are they trying to do here?
1: I've always wondered if they push the dinosaur agenda for the sake of like them not knowing how old humanity really is. Cause they'll be like, oh, humans didn't exist because there was dinosaurs at this time when humans could have been advanced and predated many times. Like they're talked about, uh, who was it exactly that talked about? It It was Egyptian priests talking to Plato, I believe. And they said that there was record of there being like seven or eight great cataclysms up to the great flood. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: like we could have been advanced, advanced to the point where we are now. And everything got fucking destroyed and wiped out. And do you think that most of the stuff, the type of technology we have would withstand that? Like you'll just find some pieces and be like, what the fuck is this? This doesn't make any sense because you, it's like trying to deconstruct something you never saw what it started with in the first place, you know?
2: Right. And just, I mean, think about how quick a car rusts, you know what I mean?
1: Like, Yeah.
2: (laughs) So like if we had like any type of like steel or metal, like a thousand years, that shit would be gone. Un, indistinguishable from anything else. Mm-hmm. But, uh,
1: because the only thing that's left is rock. That's all they realistically find, to be honest with you, especially mm-hmm. with like the ancient, ancient cultures.
2: Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, man, just I don't want to stick on dinosaurs too long, but, uh,
1: I haven't talked about dinosaurs on my show yet. So at least it's okay. something new. So like, yeah. we, we can bounce on to some other stuff, but I definitely enjoy it.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I just lost my train of thought, but, uh, have you heard, they might not be as old as we think either. So there's like fossil beds, I think in Texas that have like human footprints walking next to like dinosaur footprints and stuff. Have you ever seen that?
1: I have. And I've also seen like the cave depictions where there's people riding dinosaurs. And it's like, if we didn't discover dinosaurs until like the late 1800s. Like how the fuck did these people know about dinosaurs? And they're drawing them in caves.
2: Right. And then uh, I think Marco Polo describes these great lizards that were like pulling carts and stuff and- i don't know man it just it makes you wonder where they are they only maybe a couple hundred years old if they're real at all i don't know but they could have uh, been
1: something that was just a huge threat so humans wiped them out because we knew that we wouldn't be able to like we of course want to be like the apex predators we could take anything out but one of those you'd need like a group of people theoretically to take one down i'm sure
2: or what if the giants that they talk about in the bible were dinosaurs <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's another possibility shit and i've even yeah. heard shit saying that uh like the, the giant bones that obviously the the Smithsonian is hidden and pretend like they didn't exist. There's like the whole idea of like the giant sloths. So a lot of people wonder if uh, a lot of those giant bones that we thought may actually be giant sloths also, or vice versa, you know, that we're perceiving giant sloths as giants or perceiving giants as giant sloths. Yeah.
2: It's, it's one of those things
1: should be pretty close.
2: Yeah. We just, we wouldn't know, you know, and then it's like, you start looking into like possible different types of humanoid type things. But I don't know. Have you ever heard of the limestone cowboy?
1: Uh, I don't think I have. Uh, if you care to explain, I appreciate it. All right.
2: So this is something I just looked into not too long ago. But uh, they found a petrified fossilized foot in a riverbed. And I think it was in Texas as well. I'm not 100% sure on that. But they found a boot like in a riverbed. And then the foot inside of it. The foot was severed and the foot inside was completely fossilized. And they looked at the boot. They found the manufacturer. It was made in like the 1930s, this boot. So, and they found this foot in like the eighties. So within a 50 year period, this foot completely fossilized. And they tell us it takes thousands, millions of years to fossilize. And it's like, they just, no one talks about this thing, but
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause if it's science says it, it's fact. You know, because mm-hmm. it's like science has turned into a whole other religion where people are just following it blindly off faith, but they think Scientism. That it's not blind faith because it's, it's the science.
2: <laughs> right. Scientism. But it's just, it's interesting. Like if something could fossilize in 50 years and we had something like a mud flood and it wiped out all these giant lizards or whatever, is it possible? These things are not nearly as old as they I mean, say it is.
1: <laughs> it could even go back to like the great flood. I mean, honestly, like I've seen enough references to the great flood across multiple different ancient cultures. So like, there's no doubt in my mind that I believe that there was a great flood where the water came from is also like, who knows, could have came from the sky. I've heard methods of it coming from inside the ground, like plates were moving, like that's again, it's just scientific theory, but like that could have taken out giants could have taken out dinosaurs. It could have taken out all of these things that we talk about. So like dinosaurs could literally be as old as like pretty much, I don't want to say the beginning of the Bible, but like, if you're reading the Bible, it's towards the beginning, you know, but they could be literally just where like the right after the Garden of Eden, where like people, people start like living around the world, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, Noah was the first conspiracy theorist. You know that, right?
1: Yeah, true. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, every one of the prophets were conspiracy theorists, if you really think about it.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. They had this knowing and they uh, tried to tell people and they were usually killed for it. So. We got a lot to look forward to in the future.
1: (laughs) And then you got Enoch, who's a shaman, who pretty much got completely cast out of the Bible because, you know, of course, the powers that be don't want you to have this idea that you can be a human and become an angel. And they also don't want the idea out there of like Nephilim, people having more power than they believe. Like, so of course, they got to pull anything out that makes it so that it doesn't make people feel like they're just a small little piece of something. Like anything that, looks like somebody can become something greater than a human. Like they have to throw that shit out as quick as possible.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think Enoch opened his third eye and ascended to a different dimension. <laughs>
1: like, Yeah. Cause he was the only one in the Bible who never, well, he's not in the Bible, I guess well, he is referenced in the Bible, but he was the only one that got to go to the afterlife without dying.
2: <laughs> right. So it just, it makes you wonder, it's very interesting. And then I don't know with the flood, what if the firmament opened up and space is water. And it just dumped it all
1: (laughs) going into that, bro. have you heard the whole theory about the whole like twinkling light through water concept, Mm -hmm. the reason why the stars may look like they're twinkling is because it's the same idea as like when you have a light on the other side of water, how the water movement makes it look like it's twinkling. And then the Mm -hmm. other weird part is they do train astronauts in water.
2: Right. Makes you wonder. So (laughs) I don't have any answers for that, but these are just things that kind of keep me up at night and make me think like everything we've been told is a lie, but, uh, I don't know. Do you, do you think we live in a matrix?
1: I believe that. Okay. So my newest thing that I've been kind of thinking, I guess I'll just kind of share this theory with you. Cause I like thinking of these just like weird, random deep theories right here and there. Uh, but the newest one that I've been thinking is when people pass, like have near death experiences, they die and come back. Uh, people report different things, but one of the things they report is that they will be like in a void, but they'll still feel conscious in that void. Right. Mm -hmm. So going back to the beginning of the Bible, how it says that there was a void and then God pretty much pulled things from the spiritual into the physical. It made me wonder if theoretically, if that's a connection in the Bible between multiverses that theoretically, if you die and you're in this void space, that you could theoretically learn how to create within that space. So if anybody dies, they could essentially open up and build their own other dimension or option two is that maybe there's like how do i describe it like the lands, what we'd like perceive as like god so to speak and they may it's almost like you know you build a, mi- a, a map in minecraft and you're not just going to want to spectate forever you're going to want to go in the map and fuck around and climb around in the map so theoretically you get bored you're in this void for the rest of eternity you create this world what's the next thing you're going to do you're going to try to find a way to go and hang out on it so like we could all be part of this theoretical person that learned how to create inside the void And that's kind of where I've been, which kind of fits into the whole simulation theory kind of concept because I believe in simulation theory, but not in a like digital way, if that makes sense. I believe in it in like an organic way that there's just like like a method of programming that we don't understand as humans because we don't understand how to like make carbon-based matter into like a computer program. You know what I mean?
2: Right. Yeah, no, I used to play a lot of World of Warcraft and I've always thought that like, Because in World of Warcraft, you have one world, right? But there's multiple different servers. So Mm -hmm. you you could have a different character on a different server in the same world, but they'll never meet up. It's like multiple different dimensions and stuff. But I always thought like you can make any character and go into this world on whatever server. And I always wondered like are we like a team? Like maybe me and you, me and my wife. Like you know what I mean? Like we have a team and we all decided we're going to play on this server and we get put into these like random characters And now we all have to like meet up at a certain point and see that, how it that works. would
1: explain conflict too because then it's like we take conflict as something personal but it could literally just be part of this game you know what i mean because it's like you wouldn't have a right. fun war game unless you have people creating conflict you wouldn't have a reason for heroes unless you have a villain like right if it wasn't for all the fucked up shit going on in the world, we wouldn't be sitting here doing a podcast, you know, like good things come out of bad things. So you need to have the negative to have the positive. And that's just the law of duality, you know,
2: Mm -hmm. 100%. Um, It's just interesting. But the reason I ask about the matrix is because like, and I would definitely agree. We do live in some type of organic simulation, whether we we're creating it in our own mind or something else created. And we're all just a part of that. I, I don't know. And I'll probably never know, but, I had an experience happen, and I know you didn't hear this story. This happened a little over a month ago now. Uh, me and my wife were at a Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru, All right? And we experienced this, like, weird glitch in the matrix. So <laughs> we're sitting in this drive through right? And the car in front of us is just not moving. The line's not moving at all. And we're sitting there for literally, like, five or six minutes, which takes... It's forever when you're sitting there trying to get coffee in the morning. And all of a sudden, uh, I look out of the corner. My wife's driving. I'm in the passenger seat. And I look out of the corner of my eye. And I see this woman come walking out of the front of the store. And I got to explain this parking lot a little bit because it's part of the story. So it's a tiny little parking lot that's fenced in on both sides, right? And then uh, in the center of this parking lot, there is a dumpster. Now, the dumpster has cement blocks around it. And then a chain link fence across the front of it. And when you pull into the drive-through, you see this dumpster straight ahead. And then there's a fence about 20 feet to the left. And then there's another fence all the way at the other end of the building. Mm -hmm. Look, it's boxed in, right? You get that idea? It's it's boxed in. So we're sitting there and this woman comes walking out of uh, the Dunkin' Donuts. And she's wearing a bright, like, safety yellow jogger jacket right it's got like reflective tape on it and everything it's bright yellow and she's holding her coffee in one hand she's got a mask on her like pinky one of the like medical paper masks whatever she's holding that on her pinky and then she's balancing her cell phone on her shoulder i know the viewers can't see this but she's holding her cell phone on her shoulder with her chin and like ear talking into it and like flailing her arms back and forth like this right there's
1: generic white girl pose
2: <laughs> right she's an older <laughs> woman though right so she's probably like 50s somewhere in the 50s maybe 53 i don't know <laughs> but uh so she's she's doing that and she walks right in front of our car all right and we're just sitting in line and she walks in front of our car and walks straight back to the dumpster and is just standing on the side of the dumpster And we're like, what the hell is this one doing? Like, what's going on here? And she's just like having an argument on this phone and just acting kind of crazy. But she's holding her phone on her shoulder this whole time and just kind of acting bizarre. Right. And we're just watching her like this is this is crazy. And then all of a sudden the car in front of us finally moves up. So we look for one second. We look away. We start pulling up and we look back to see what she's doing. And she was just completely gone.
1: That's fucking weird.
2: Like, just was not there anymore. Like, we looked away for two, three seconds tops, and she just wasn't there. And the reason I tell you that the place is fenced in, there is absolutely no way she could have, like, sprinted to a car or anything. She was in the dumpster. (laughs) (laughs) She couldn't get into the dumpster because it's all cemented and fenced off. So, it's like, where
1: the hell did this woman go? She just vanished. Like... (laughs) I got to ask a weird question going with the story by chance. Was it last week, Wednesday around? Let's see. I was at, it was just after lunch. So it was probably around maybe like noon, one o'clock.
2: No, it, this happened probably the beginning of June, like oh, end of some, May, beginning of June. I had it some, happened on a Saturday.
1: That's fucking like, I had some weird shit happen to me like that recently where I was at work and I'm, cleaning rocks because i work for for a cannabis girl and uh my girlfriend she works with me she comes in the garage or she comes in behind me and she walks into the garage like i clearly saw her walked in the garage i like nodded at her and everything right so then i'm cleaning rocks and then literally i shit you fucking not 20 seconds later after i started going to the garage she comes back through the other door and i was like i didn't even like say anything you're the first person i've said it to but i was trying to like rationalize it so i was just like what the like i just saw her go in there because i looked at her and i nodded Like, it was fucking weird. Talk about glitches in the Matrix, bro. Because we had the same interaction, bro. She walked past me and (laughs) did this little head bob. I was just like, what the fuck?
2: That's weird, man. That's weird. And so, like, there's no way she could have, like, circled around real quick or anything like that?
1: No, because they're big, heavy grow doors. So, it's like, I would have heard the door, like, because they're pressurized doors. Huh. Like, it was literally, she wouldn't even have had time to walk back. Like, I heard her go into the garage. And I, like, saw her go into the garage. And then I like turn back to clean rocks. And as I turn back to clean rocks, I like look to my, my left. Cause it's the doors over on this side of me. And, uh, yeah, she walks back through again, has the same interaction. I'm like CERN much.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, that's, it's weird, man. It's weird. But, uh, speaking of
1: CERN, what are your thoughts on that? So, ah, fuck it. How do I word it? Like, I think that the day that they said they started it, they're doing it before that because there's been a lot of like weird things with like art lately, like the Mona Lisa. It was always a debate. Is she smiling? Is she frowning? Is she's clearly smiling now? So that's the weird part about it, which again mm-hmm. could just be people fucking around on the internet. Um, it could be a, like a push towards like the government trying to see what they can and can't manipulate as far as information goes. but just like weird little things like that. And then I was reading about this whole story about how the Sphinx's eyes closed for a day, which is really mm-hmm. fucking weird. And uh, there's, like, an old pharaoh legend that when the Sphinx closes its eyes, the warriors of the pharaoh are pretty much leaving because there's no hope for the world. Hmm. So also kind of weird. Just, like, little things starting to pop up. But, like, before we go too far into it, dude, I got um, last time CERN was powered up, right? Um, which was, actually, was that last time? I don't think it was that long ago. Because it was, like, 10 years since CERN got operated. But
2: 2012, there- I think.
1: Yeah, so it was it was after that. Then it was like probably like a year or two ago. But I had this dream where it was probably the most vivid dream I've had in my entire life. But I, I fall asleep. I like wake up, so to speak, and um, I am in this other place and I'm trying to find my girlfriend and I find her and she's not quite her. So I'm like, this is off. There's something weird. So then I find a place to go to sleep and then I wake back up and I'm in another place and I try to find her and I find her but she's not quite her. So it felt like it went on for fucking months, right? Like, just weird shit, bro. And uh, finally, I, like, woke up, and it was, like, I didn't think that I was actually awake. I thought I was in another dream again. And I was, like, I'm not a very emotional guy. And, uh, you know, like, my eyes were, like, tearing up because I, like, turned over and realized that, well, as much as I could because I did get sleep paralysis after this, which is the part that weirds me out because usually I get that after I dream travel. And uh, I, like, kind of, like, look my eyes over at her and realized she was there, and, like, my eyes started tearing up because I felt like I finally came back to like my realm but just fucking weird story and then before we get too far away from it uh when you're talking about the whole consciousness thing uh when i was a teenager well i'll start it off by saying that it sounds like a sad story at first but it has a happy ending so when you get to the sad part just know that it has a better ending but uh so when i used to do the dream traveling and all that kind of stuff back when i was a kid uh i always went to like like i would just pretty much be out of my body and i would see myself sleeping like i didn't really go anywhere far or anywhere weird but there's this one time that I went to this place and the best way to describe it was like the middle of space. And I was in like a purple nebula and I wasn't floating, but I also wasn't standing. I was just kind of existing in it. And I thought it was a dream, but then when I woke up, I got sleep paralysis. So that was when I was a teenager. So fast forward to probably about a year and a half, two years ago. Now, um, my girlfriend and I were trying to have a second kid, which is my son now, but, uh, so we ended up losing the first one after eight weeks because it didn't have a heartbeat. It was a whole hectic thing. Like the miscarriage didn't come out. Like they had to like remove it, things like that. Um, and I was torn up about it, of course, like any father would be. And uh, I had the, a dream where I went to that same exact place and there was this little boy that looked just like me. And he pretty much said, that wasn't a good vessel. I'll see you on the next one. And then I woke up and I got sleep, sleep paralysis directly after. So now I figure out like, couple of weeks later that she's pregnant again and then i come to find out it's a boy so now he's six months old now and in that dream the boy was probably like six or seven years old so i'm trying to like it's vivid stuck in my head so i'm trying to uh remember it so that when he gets to that age i can start connecting things and realize if like i saw him before he was here and then it would kind of connect into kind of what you are saying about the whole consciousness thing and just like almost like consciousness recycling possibility you know yeah, man, that's, that's
2: intense. That's, it's really interesting too. Like my wife was telling me just a couple days ago how like she used to have uh, dreams about this, this man, right. Th- this young man. And uh, she didn't know who it was. Like it, it just like this person, it was like in her life. And then like, she was just like looking at our son one day and was like, it, it's him. Like, I I know what he's going to look like when he's older. So it's kind of similar. Like, she's like, I want to see if it's him.
1: Dude, it's so far lined up. I don't know about Mm -hmm. her, but it's like, my son has brown eyes. Like, he started to look just like me. It's fucking weird, dude.
2: (laughs) It's, I mean, I I believe 100% that I've known my son, like, in another life or another reality or whatever you want to call it. But, like, I just... (laughs) Like we just knew he was going to be like a little shit, even when he was like in the womb and mm-hmm. like, he's just, he's, he's amazing. But like, yeah, it's, I don't know, man. He definitely, we, we've definitely met before. If that makes any sense. Like, no, I, I definitely
1: just... feel that way with my kids too.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: especially with like him because of that dream. And like, when I talked to Whitney about it, she kind of has this idea that it may be possibly like a birthplace of like consciousness is how she kind of described it. Or like a place where consciousness goes before it gets recycled, possibly. But just kind of entertaining the idea. But yeah, just the weirdness of the fact that I saw the same place twice also kind of adds more to the story. And then the sleep paralysis directly after both times.
2: Yeah. So we'll dive into sleep paralysis. But the reoccurring place in a dream. um, I've been told that like, you know, that's like your kind of home base where you go. Like I have this school building office i don't know what it is it's like a castle with red rugs and different rooms and stuff that i frequent in dreams probably like once a month and sometimes i remember them sometimes i don't but i when i'm in there i know the place you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i wonder if that like nebula place is somewhere that you've kind of created or uh a place you travel to or it could be a real i'm not saying you made it up or whatever i'm saying like this could be your place that's like your where you go for home base or whatever
1: i mean that's possible because like when i'm there it's not like like it would sound like it would be like a scary ominous feeling but it's like it almost feels like warm and like comfortable and i may have seen this place more than i've said but uh like most of the time i don't remember my dreams like i'll still sporadically get sleep paralysis and it's just like i know that i went somewhere but i don't know where i went So it's definitely possible that I've seen this place more often, but for sure, vivid, I can 100% remember. I've been there twice and it was the same exact place.
2: Interesting. And the fact that it's kind of like a nebula, it's almost like a womb in a sense, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's really interesting.
1: And it has Uh, like a purple color to it too. I've been meaning to ask people if purple is symbolic of anything like that, but.
2: Well, it's your crown chakra. It's, uh, you know, purple is a cool color. (laughs) but uh yeah that's it's really interesting man like i I guarantee that you've been there more than two times oh you know you probably just don't remember it but uh yeah it's that's a cool one and uh, when you get stuff like that it's like i wish i had like the artistic talent to like draw out exactly what i saw in a dream
1: me too because like i'm not like i found plate like pictures that are close to it but I haven't found anything. That's like exactly what it is. Like it's one of those dreams. that's so vivid that I guarantee you, if I tried to, if I was a good drawer, I could draw out the stars and where they're sitting or at least a little area of them. Um, and off that, maybe I could theoretically kind of figure out where it could possibly be or what constellation it might be here, you know?
2: Right. And, and two, like, if you could recapture your son's face in it, you know what I mean? Like draw it and then show him when he's like six or seven years old and be like, I had a dream before you were born and like, this is what I drew.
1: Dude, I do a mental trick every single day where just because like, it's so important to me that I need to see this, that when I wake up in the morning, I try to completely visualize, memorize the face. And then in the Mm -hmm. middle of the day, I'll try to completely visualize, memorize the face. And then before I go to bed, I'll do the same thing. And I've been doing that now for just under a year and I haven't lost any touch with it and I'm planning on continuing it until he's that age and I can actually compare it. Cause like, I feel like I'm losing a piece of the puzzle if I don't do something like that, you know?
2: Yeah, no, I guarantee it'll be an identical match. It's just, it, like you said, it lines up way too perfect, but it's, it's, it's interesting, man. And it's really cool that you got to experience that. But, um, it made me not I sad
1: to, to knowing that he said it wasn't the right one. Cause that made me wonder if there would have been like a heart condition with that vessel or whatever the fuck, like he knew. And I've been through a lot of shit in my life. So maybe like the universe was like, all right, like we're not going to do this to this guy, this life.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it does make you wonder. And I've, I mean, I've heard other stories of stuff similar to that where like, it, it kind of ties into like the karma thing where some people will say like, if a child dies or something like that, which is tragic, but it, it's all part of the karmic cycle. They needed to fulfill something, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I try to always look at stuff like that in a positive light, if possible. I always but, feel um, like
1: pain makes you stronger too. So like mm-hmm. it was a really messed up situation at the time, but of course, like, I feel like I've come out way more level-headed because of it, you know? And I'm sure and you and your girlfriend me, are
2: much closer.
1: Yeah. And it makes you appreciate your children way more too. Mm-hmm which I'm not yeah. saying I don't appreciate my kids, but it was just a whole other level after that. Because right. like I said, I'm not a very emotional guy, but just being a father, dude, like I was wrecked for weeks and that dream made me feel a little bit better. And I was just kind of sitting on it, seeing what would happen. And all of a sudden, boom, she was pregnant again. And I was mm-hmm. like,
2: whoa. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way, dude. I can't show emotion at all. But when my son was born, that I, just tears streaming down my face involuntarily. Like I was right there. I got to see his cone head pop out, which I don't understand how men can't be in the room with that. Like,
1: dude, I'm the same way. I watched both my kids be born. I cut the umbilical cord and believe you me, if any man calls you a wussy for it, bro, like I cried like a fucking baby. And if you don't cry like a baby when your kid's born, like I question your mental health, like there's something wrong with you.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) But yeah, man, it's just, and I don't get guys that are like, oh, I could never, I could never look at that. It's like, dude, that's the least you can do is be in there.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. They're going through all that shit. The least you can do is see something that like some people would consider it gross. Some people would consider it like, I guess like magic in a sense that the body can go through that and completely reheal itself after that. Yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> no, it's, it's, they call it the miracle of like childbirth. And it, I, 100%, it was absolutely beautiful. That's the only words I can use. Like, as crazy as it was but like yeah but anyway <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to sleep paralysis because it's interesting that you have very much like me too like you'll you'll do something you'll have a vivid dream and then you wake up in sleep paralysis like
1: and it's not usually scary sleep paralysis too it's just kind of like you've gotten so used to it that you kind of just sit there and know and like my logic with it is i believe that your consciousness your soul whatever you want to call it completely leaves your body and then it's almost like uh turning on a computer like it needs a second to like restart and like readapt you know
2: Mm -hmm. yeah and i would say they got less scary once i kind of figured out what it was you know what i mean i'm sure you're probably the same way like it i used to have
1: shadow people when i was a teenager that would be like around me when that would happen but i also kind of connected it to the fact that i was going through like a dark time at the time so you know, if there's an empty vessel around and there's things around that are going to try to get into it, they're going to be sitting around waiting for you to see if you ever come back into it. And if you don't take it, they're going to take it.
2: Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Cause like I've had a few experiences, several where, and this was when I was younger, but like I would wake up and there was something on my chest. Like I couldn't, it was just a black mass, you know what I mean? No shape or form or whatever, but it was just that pressure on your chest, something and I've never really thought that maybe that was something trying to get in to an empty, you know, that. So
1: that was always my logic. And when I heard anything about like sleep paralysis or things sitting on your chest, that was like instantly what I assumed. Like I never yeah. had any physical hands on anything with shadow people, but I, uh, when I had sleep paralysis, they'd be in the distance and in the corners of my room and stuff. And like my confirmation of that was the fact that I used to see this continuous green eyes. They'd be hiding in the corner coming from a dark, shadow figure
2: interesting yeah because like the majority of mine were just a black mass in the corner of the room that you know everyone says like blacker than black like i could see like a dim light like you could see the back of the room i could see everything and it would like cut off posters it would cut off it was just a big black mass that was the majority of it but there were several times that there was something that felt like it was like sitting on my chest and I don't know, man. It, it's so weird because I, I, as many things have I li- as I've listened to, and I know I've heard people say that before, but it just like clicked in my head just now. Like, you are an empty vessel at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, so,
1: it's just... and that makes you wonder how often that could possibly happen to people. Like, right. if you get into the whole like reptilian concept, like my belief is they aren't like physical reptilians like what people make them out to be. They're like an invisible force in a sense mm-hmm. that maybe not invisible, but just, we can't perceive them and they will take over vessels. And then that's when they look like they're shapeshifters. is because there's a consciousness inside of a vessel that doesn't fit. And it's almost like an exorcism where you'll notice that people's faces will contort to what's in them, you know? And that's what I kind of believe with the reptilians because I had a, you know, frantic Missy, she was on my show and she was telling me a story about how somebody at a convention came up to her and pretty much said, uh, like, do you believe in this? And then she said she watched their face form right in front of her to like a dragon face for a second. And then it like disappeared as she described it, which later on she was like, it had to have been like a reptilian, but just the weirdest interaction. And they like made it obvious that like, they are there to her from like what she was telling me. Yeah. That's,
2: that's wild. I saw a woman's face (laughs) transformed to one time and it was a split second, but it freaked me out so bad, man. And (laughs) like, it's it's bizarre Dude, um, it's
1: weird how your brain registers that too because it's like you see like the face swap transition things and it's like your brain doesn't know how to like register the face changing but it's like when you see it physically in person it's like a whole other thing like it's like you instantly register it and then that's when i get questionable about like uncanny valley where it's like maybe there's a reason we feel that way is because we've always known that there's these things like that that look like us but they're not us <laughs>
2: Right, the way I describe that, like I've only told that story on one other podcast, but uh, it's like the most unnatural natural thing you'll ever see.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> I was gonna say, I've seen it uh once in my life too. Um, I was at the fucking store, and it was right before I like was about to start my podcast, and uh, it sounds weird, but I was talking about reptilians with my girlfriend, just like ranting about some shit because I was talking about uh another podcaster. I don't want to say names anymore because I know what people feel about me, but uh, who is, talks about like reptilians in the DMV and shit like that. But I was like joking about that. And uh, as I did that, I like heard like a <clears throat> right in line behind me at Meyer. And I turned around and there was like a lady that was staring at me. And for a second, it was like a split second, dude. I saw her face warp and she just kind of stared at me and then kind of like turned away. Like she wasn't like, look at me and then, oh, what are you talking about? Like, I wasn't looking at you. <laughs> it was just weird. It was almost like you're talking about reptilians, I'm right behind you, bitch. <laughs> hey,
2: now I almost wonder, do you think this is some type of initiation and in some or something? Like my mother used to work at a toll booth as like a part-time job, and she saw a woman, a woman's face transform when they like reached to get the change or whatever, and uh freaked her out. But she said very you know, it was just like a weird instance my dad had a situation when he was a teenager that one of his friends he swears his face transformed in something no drugs or anything involved it was just a thing and then uh i had one when i was back in like 2014 i saw that girl's face shift and it's like do a select people like do a select few people get to see this or like i I don't know i always wonder like do they show you just to like mess with you to prove to you that like you're on the right track i don't know
1: but they're almost doing it with you in a sense to like make you sound more crazy because that's kind of like the idea that i've gotten is that they will do a lot of things like i use this as an example but like the men who stare at goats where they'll Mm -hmm. take things that are fact and they'll try to make them look insane so that the average person doesn't believe them so it's almost like that like oh if you don't want a conspiracy to come out you go and you give it to like a crazy ass homeless person and then nobody's gonna believe it because of the source that it's coming from so it's kind of like Oh, let's fuck with the conspiracy people. Cause they're onto us. But like, we know that we're never going to get figured out. Cause normal people, you bring up reptilians and they're like, what the fuck? And they'll just instantly stop talking to you, you know? But right. it's like weird how many times that I've heard people reference reptilians and then have these weird interactions where people's face just change. Yeah. And I mean, it may not just be reptilians. There could be a lot of other things out there too. Well, right. Like,
2: I mean, I guess I'll just tell this story. It um, was a girl I was like dating at the time and I went, you know, we were hanging out to like 11 o'clock at night at her house and walked outside and there was just like a little light above the door. Right. And uh, that was the only light there. And I went to kiss her goodbye. And when she looked up at me, it was like not her face. It was just this like it wasn't a reptilian face. It was like. I don't know, almost like a shrunken head, like it was just like scrunched up, like just this wrinkled gremlin looking face like
1: do you know who uh, Dave Emmons is no he's a UFO researcher he I had him on my show yesterday he was talking about um, basically aliens like using human vessels to be able to be here and he pretty much said something along the lines of like they've been doing this for so long that they're really good at it and as soon as somebody slightly gets figured out they'll pull them off and they won't let them be here And he was describing the story about like, I'll, I'll have to send you his book after the show, but uh, definitely a very interesting character with a lot of interesting stories, but he makes a connection with that too, about like aliens and not just reptilians, which I guess would still be kind of an alien also using human vessels in order to like be here because obviously they wouldn't be able to just be walking around how they look here or maybe they're from a whole other level of like consciousness or dimension or whatever you want to call it. And they can't physically manifest themselves like how we would physically are like physically here and like manifested you know
2: right and what's so weird too is like so i used to be a teacher and like i was a substitute teacher at this school and this uh girl was a special ed teacher and uh we worked together and like she completely ghosted me after this incident happened but like we still work together she just like pretended like she didn't know who i was and it was like the weirdest thing <laughs> weirdest thing i've ever experienced like just awkward sitting in like the teacher's lounge type stuff but like it was bizarre man it was almost like after that happened she completely ghosted me and then like just almost like her memory might have been erased or whatever like just did not ever talk to me ever again and then the next year she got a job at a different school
1: do you think that she was something and like knew that you were like thinking that she was so maybe she just tried to do that like peace i'm out bitch (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Man, it was so because like when it happened, I saw her the shifted face
2: and I like jumped back a little bit and then it went back to normal. And I was like, Okay, goodbye.
1: (laughs) Do you think it's like one of those things where it's like say they have to like hold what they're doing, and at certain times they're just kind of like, Oh, I need a breath, and it'll like show for a second and then they'll pull it back, like as weird as that sounds. Or do you think it is something like you're saying where that's like they'll purposely do it almost as like an initiation just to like see if they can do it, you know?
2: Yeah, I don't know. The only because like my it went through my head a million times. Like, was it just like a bad lighting situation? You know what I mean? I'm like trying to think of logical stuff. Like, was it just a weird light angle? But it's like, no, because it was a different like the size of her face was different than what it was like. I don't care how dark or weird a shadow is like it's not going to shrink facial features and like wrinkle skin and stuff like it was weird man
1: (laughs) yeah dude fucking and honestly dude i feel like if there was anything like that why wouldn't it be at schools because that's how you'd be manipulating the youth into your agenda and your you know programming and as far as like i don't know how you side with the whole thing but like the whole like woke agenda in school i feel has a lot of uh malicious intention behind it and who better to push it out than a bunch of reptilians disguised as teachers
2: (laughs) Well, there's a reason i'm not a teacher anymore (laughs) so and it's because i did not agree with any of the bullshit that they were pushing like that's a whole nother podcast in of itself but basically like i had to take points off of kids essays if they disagreed with what they their example of a good essay was you know what i mean Yeah, because they
1: want everybody to think one certain way and they don't take into consideration that everybody thinks differently and they try to make it so everybody thinks the same way. Mm -hmm. And then they section out the kids who have the ability to lead over other people. And those are the ones that they'll push up.
2: Mm -hmm. And just an example. So like everything, I was teaching seventh grade English in 2015. So like they were still calling it global warming back then. And every like state test, the article was all about like global warming. Everything was like that. And they would give examples of uh, you know, good essays, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like anything that like disagreed that global warming was a problem, the highest it could get out of four was a 3.5. Like you could not give them a four if they did not at least acknowledge that global warming was a threat.
1: See, that's like some shit that parents don't know about, but it's literally programming the thinking of kids. Yeah. Because they want to get hundred percent because they want to be good little automatons and follow what their their uh society is telling them to do Mm -hmm. and that was one of my biggest issues with school and that's why i homeschool my kid is because like everybody's like oh she needs to go and be able to be around people and do this and do that and i'm like yeah but the whole idea of what school teaches you is how to conform to be like everybody else because what does everybody do in school they want to fit in they want to be like everybody else they get bullied and i was like i want my daughter to have the ability to become completely her own person. And once she has that ability, like maybe I'll change my mind down the road when I feel like she has the ability to like think for herself before getting thrown into that situation. But as far as I'm concerned at six and seven, that's when kids are developing their method of thinking. So like, I don't want my daughter anywhere near that while she's developing her method of thinking. I agree 100% man. And they're like, cause there was one day, bro, I fucking came to look at what she was doing on the computer. Like, cause she was, I would do like, work with her afterwards but there was like a two-hour period where she'd like talk to a teacher on the screen and they were uh doing some learning about gay pride parades and my daughter's in fucking kindergarten bro i walked up and i shut down the laptop i'm like you're done Mm -hmm. no we're
2: not doing that it's ridiculous man and like my five-year-old too was like asking the other day like can boys marry boys and i'm like don't worry about that right now like i'm not anti-gay or anything like that but
1: like My whole thing is exactly. I want to verify for the listeners. I'm not anti anybody living their life how they choose to live it, but I'm anti people pushing their agenda on other people's kids.
2: 100 percent. 100 percent, man. And yeah, it's just I don't know. We'll see how New York decides to go in the next few months. But like my son started kindergarten, if I have to homeschool him for obvious reasons, because he's not getting certain things (laughs) to go to school. But uh, so if we have to homeschool him, we will. But. We're going to see, see how it all goes, you know?
1: Yeah. And then, I mean, uh, I don't know how your state is, but like, I would pick up my nephew from school and it was like half the school was wearing masks still. And they were told that they have to do that. And I literally told my daughter, if I ever send you to public school and they tell you to wear a mask, tell them no. And if they tell you you're going to call their parents, they call my dad. He's already waiting to talk to you.
2: Yeah, no, I had it out with the, school nurse a few times over masks over testing over everything it's just it's so stupid and new york is terrible but as of right now i mean there's still a ton of people wearing masks but you know that's that's their own thing
1: (laughs) Hey, that's where i'm at i'm not gonna shit on you for wearing a mask but i know that you're more than likely a person that i probably will never have a uh normal conversation with like exactly. you're too far gone and there's probably no point in me having a conversation with you. Cause you're just exactly. going to get pissed off if I start talking.
2: <laughs> yeah. It, it's, you can't, you can't save them all. And you know, there's that saying that like, everyone's talking about like, you can't wake up the sheep. You got to wake up the other lions and that's, that's where I stand on that. So I don't even get into it anymore. Just do you, <laughs> you know,
1: that's you. where I ended up with my podcast is that it was like, I first started it. Like I need to get this information out to people. And then it kind of became like a lot of people say where it's like, I'm putting out the information for people that want it, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and talk to them blue in the face for people that don't want to hear what I have to say anymore. So instead of ranting about conspiracies and stuff to people in my normal life, I started my podcast. <laughs>
2: yeah. So let's get back to sleep paralysis. Cause that's, that's an interesting topic that I just, yeah. So with sleep paralysis, man, like something I was like, kind of just thinking of too, is like spiritual discernment too with sleep paralysis. Right. So like a lot of people will tell you that like, it's, it's your own inner demons, which I I do believe, you know, like a lot of the shadow things were probably um, anxiety, fear, things of that nature. Um, As I got older, probably alcohol and, other substances that I was using that were causing it. But, I was going to uh, say
1: same with me when I was a teenager, it was primarily alcohol. So I do definitely think that there's a tie with these dark things being around you and you're asleep, sleep dream traveler, whatever you want to call it and mm-hmm. having those dark emotions around you, like from drinking and stuff.
2: Yeah. And like, I, I would definitely say it's a hundred percent related or drinking doesn't help it because like I quit drinking in 2016 and I've only had a few, sleep paralysis things since then.
1: And, you know it's uh, funny. It's kind of the same with me. So another thing that we share, uh, like, is I got so bad with it that I almost lost my family, cleaned myself up. And that's when uh most of my dreams kind of stopped.
2: <laughs> when did you get sober?
1: Uh, Let's see. It's probably going on about, let's see, I've been in my current company for three years. The other one with that for two, probably going on like five years ago or so now.
2: Okay. Yeah. I was October, 2016. So I think I'm coming up on six years now, but, uh,
1: still about the same time too. That's also
2: kind of weird, right? It's, it's odd, man. I'm t- as we go, we'll probably find more and more, uh, synchronicities and stuff because it, it just always works out that way. But with the spiritual discernment and, uh, kind of going with like your intuition too, like, I- I'm sorry, I'm all over the place, but I had a weird ass experience with intuition, right. Mm-hmm. The other day. And we were talking about like tarot cards and things like that. But I, I'm in the middle of moving right now, and I bought a table off of Facebook Marketplace. I had to go back on Facebook after having it deactivated for like six years because I was looking for a table, <laughs> and I found a table for like fifty bucks, and it's like in good shape and everything. I was like, cool. And uh, I messaged the guy, and he, it's only like you know ten minutes down the street for me or whatever, but it was very vague. It was just like, oh, I'm in this this development. So I was like, okay, I don't know where that is. I'm not really from this area. My wife is. She's like, okay, it's right down the road. So we're driving around in there. And I'm like waiting. I was like, can I can I get your address? Because like he didn't send me his address. He just sent the name of like the development he lived in. And I'm just driving around, driving like, and we're driving in and I literally drove to this guy's house without having his address. And then he texted me the address and like, I was, I drove past his house, but I, I drove on the road. just like not knowing where to, it, it was just a weird. It was blizzard. like an
1: Akashic record connection or theoretically something along the lines of like, when people have deja vu type moments like that, I guess mm-hmm. you can kind of fit that into the realm of deja vu. Um, I wonder if there's, okay. So there's one reality. And then when you have those weird moments where it's like, you can see something happening and then you're like, okay, I'm going to take this path instead like maybe that's where there's like a split where like two dimensions be, it becomes created from that.
2: Yeah. It, it was just so bizarre. Cause like, I've never been in this development before and there was literally like 60 different roads. It was like a, a zoo in there. You know what I mean? Like all these different little like cul-de-sacs and streets and like, what are the odds that I would just drive to the right? It wasn't like the main one either. I just took a random like left and ended up at this dude's house without him texting me the address. Dude, I think
1: that there's a lot more to gut feelings than what people give them credit for. And the problem is most people have strayed away from following that because they just are kind of like, oh, whatever. It's just like a feeling you push off. But I think it's a sense that people are supposed to have. And there's people that are in tune with it, like you and I, that we're talking before the show about how we can tell somebody's exact intentions from the first interaction we have with them.
2: Yeah. For me, a big thing is the voice. Like, I don't know. Ever since I was a little kid, I've been able to just like I definitely get like feels off of people too. And this kind of falls into the whole empath thing, which I I believe you are an empath as well. Um,
1: Yeah, I definitely like take in things from people around me and I feel the same emotions as them. But I'm also mm -hmm. one of those people who's been through a lot of shit through my life. So it's like I feel them, but on the outside, I just look like I'm just a cold person sometimes. Yeah,
2: no, I'm the same way. And yet people still come up and talk to me all the time at stores and stuff. Same with me
1: too. It's weird. Like I don't look, I guess I might look like somebody approachable. Like I got locks and stuff. People don't assume that people have with locks or an asshole or anything like that. But yeah, just like weird stuff that like people come up to me. Like I'm like somebody easy to talk to, you know,
2: it's same with me. Like I don't like, I have a big beard now. My hair is getting long. I don't smile. I don't give off any like warm emotions or anything and yet people just come up to me and talk to me all the time at stores and i'm like okay whatever but seem uh seem to be
1: like me where the only time you smile is when you're laughing because that's like the only time my girlfriend can get pictures of me so she always sneaks up and tries to get pictures of me and like when i'm laughing because if i try to smile bro i look like a fucking psychopath same with me
2: man <laughs> same with me but uh where was i going with that um the intuition blah, blah. uh oh like it's the same thing with like pendulums kind of tarot cards too. Like, um, I want to get a set of dowsing rods. Have you heard of those at all? Yeah. Cause I I have a
1: a couple paranormal researchers that I've talked to and they all use those.
2: Yeah. I want to, I don't know if it's better to make your own or buy a pair. I haven't decided yet. I'll try to make one out of some scrap metal or something, but it's just such an interesting thing. Cause like, like dowsing rods, like people would say that that's bullshit, but like people use them on farms all the time to find water you know like people use them at electrical companies to find power lines like
1: it's connected to magnetism and electricity like people mm -hmm. think it's some woo woo thing but like just look at a compass bro like there's magnetism in the air and that's how a compass works (laughs) right
2: so it's just such a fascinating thing to me that people like tell you oh you know the paranormal is not real or that it's all bullshit whatever and it They'll be like, oh, yeah, that's she's just using the dowsing rods to go dig a well. Like, really? <laughs>
1: that's the- but the funny part is people don't want to believe in the paranormal or like UFOs. But then as soon as you start talking about the conversation, almost everybody in a room has been like, yeah, I've seen some weird stuff in the sky. Yeah, I've seen some like dark figures moving around and stuff like that. Like everybody's had these experiences, but everybody just tries to rationalize them and not think about it. But then when it comes down to sitting there having a conversation, people will be like, wait, you had this experience? I had something very similar. And then again, it comes back to the fact that like how many similar experiences can people have before people start actually going, huh, there's something to that.
2: Yeah, dude, the best one I've had so far with interactions, talking to people, I used to work in a garage. I was detailing cars full time at this place and I was talking to one of the mechanics and he's like, and I used to like to start shit and like ask people like, do you think Bigfoot's real? Blah, blah. blah. There's just stuff like that and get the conversation going. Stupid guy talk. Like who would win a fight, a grizzly bear or silverback gorilla, things like that. But uh, we were talking about Bigfoot one day and this guy was like, that shit's not real. Like, I was like, so you've never had any, and he's like an outdoors guy. Right. And I was like, so you've never had any like weird experiences in the woods. He's like, no, like I've never had any. He goes, well, one time a bear threw a stick at us and I was like, what? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah bears are known to throw sticks at people
2: i was like so a bear he's like well i didn't actually see the bear but we, we think it was a bear because it had to be something big and it threw this like tree branch at us and uh we just we got freaked out and left and i was like so you're telling me you think a black bear in upstate new york that gets to maybe like 200 pounds uh maybe five feet tall threw a freaking stick at you in the woods
1: <laughs> that sounds like intention behind it like if Bigfoots yeah. are around, I don't think that they're some type of, like, primitive animal. Like, there's some sort of intelligence to them. So, like, that's a good way to be like, get the fuck out of my area. Because anybody that's yeah. in the woods and gets a stick thrown at them, they're like, fuck, bro. Like, what the hell? Let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I've never heard of any animals, especially animals that don't have, like, opposable thumbs throwing sticks. But could be wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> could have been something that fell out of a tree. But either way, though, it's still, like, stuff that people instantly rationalize without taking everything into consideration
2: yeah it's i don't know I'm, I'm starting to believe bigfoot is some type of interdimensional spirit type thing
1: cause... see i uh i had somebody on my show recently that was talking about Yowie, um mm-hmm. which if listeners aren't familiar that's basically like the australian bigfoot but they have more ties than any other like Bigfoot species, I guess you could say, because of course I kind of consider yetis, all those kind of things as being all in the same family. Um, but just, there's so many stories that came from Australia. It's ridiculous. Like I had this one dude on my show who's a very close, good friend. And he was sending me almost every time he goes in the woods, bro, in a certain area, he sends me pictures of his foot and a giant footprint. And he's like, found another one, found another one, found another one. And in this specific area, I don't remember who the researcher was, but it was a big name. I'll have to, for all the listeners that haven't that are curious, you can go back and listen to that show. It's the you'll see it. It's called uh Yaoi Encounters and Aboriginal Legends. Um, but uh he uh basically the, the, the idea of the story was that there's these people that came to a certain area trying to do some research on Bigfoots, and somebody ended up getting hurt. And um they pretty much said, All right, we're gonna go get help, like you just stay here with the tent, all that kind of shit, right? So when they came back to get him there was a bloody fucking mess and everything was gone. And uh, basically right after that, the Australian government told those researchers that they're never allowed back in the country and that they can't speak of anything that they've saw that they heard of anything like that. And they completely destroyed anything. They had documentation, everything. And they even had a, uh, I guess, I don't know what to call him exactly like an Aboriginal chief or whatever that was with them. That was supposedly doing this weird shit where he was like, Anybody can become invisible and he'll just like just fucking disappear and pop up behind him. Just like weird shit. And he was like, it's about having and knowing the connection. He's like Bigfoots or Yowie as he would call them can do the same. It's not that they're interdimensional. They just know how to hide behind the screen or however the hell that dude worded it. But yeah, weird shit, dude. Like if you want to find anything that is some solid fucking Bigfoot evidence, like I direct everybody to go start looking into Yaois in Australia.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, they're they're everywhere, man. Like a lot of people. Probably not your listeners, but a lot of people that like hear Bigfoot think there's one Bigfoot. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And it's like
2: one creature. But now I
1: there's so many stories of families too, and people interacting with families. There's like direct stories from families where they said that they like saw their children playing with a fucking child, Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just playing in the fucking yard because kids aren't judgmental. They don't know. They just something comes up to them and starts playing with them. They're like, okay, yeah, let's throw the stick back and forth, you know?
2: <laughs> right. But uh I've had a few that I I'm not going to say 100% that they're Bigfoot experiences, but I'm 99.9% sure it's a Bigfoot. And uh, at the time it happened, did you ever hear any of these? I don't want to repeat stories if you've heard these before.
1: I have not, or maybe I have, I'm not 100% sure. You'll have to tell them anyways, because I'm sure now you entice the listeners, so they want to hear anyways. All right. So (laughs) I'll
2: get your take on this. So this happened in June of 2020. Now, I've always been into like Bigfoot and paranormal stuff, but i at this time in my life Bigfoot was not active in my brain there was no i wasn't researching it i wasn't looking into it and honest I never thought it was like in New York right so kind of like a west coast type thing and always liked the idea of it but just didn't think of it and uh me and my my family my wife and my son were hiking one day on this trail and we kind of went it's it's like a nature center it's a Little uh, educational school environmental educational school and it's on like 430 acres and they have like the main trails that everyone goes to and then they have some off the beaten path kind of back trails Mm -hmm. we were on one of those and uh we're like walking and there's a wood line on our right side and then there's just a field with like six foot tall grass and then just like a, a rough cut path kind of going through this and we're walking through, and it was a bright, sunny day. We come around this corner, starting to head into that field, and shit just got, like, weirdly dark. It got not, like, physically dark, but, like, the atmosphere got dark. It got Almost very like a
1: hunter instinct, where it's like, you know, there's an apex predator around.
2: Yeah, it was, like... Everything's <clears throat> silent. The noise stopped. It was just very weird. Like, I can't... Explain it other than I was just on high alert, right? My son was like three years old at the time. He was running in front of us, and just instinctually I picked him up and uh, we started walking. My wife was freaked out. She was right behind me.
1: Was she feeling the same thing too?
2: Feeling the same thing. She was like, something's weird here. And uh, I was like, all right, like I knew something was off. And we started walking a little bit onto this trail and we heard something kind of shuffle in the woods beside us, didn't see anything something just kind of moved. We heard some sticks and stuff rustling and I was like then I was on high alert and I was like all right, something something's in the woods. And I'm not thinking Bigfoot or anything. I'm just thinking some kind of animal. We we take maybe 5 to 10 more steps into this like field and all of a sudden something starts snorting at us. Like it sounds like a wild boar snorting at us.
1: Was it almost like that uh the Bigfoot noise before it starts like going off you know how they do kind of do like that like grunt kind of it was like noise so very pig like yeah yeah it was,
2: it was like. very pig like but we don't have wild pigs where we're at in new york hey, i think they're
1: if bigfoots are smart bro they might know certain sounds to like scare people away without drawing attention to what they are
2: well whatever this was it <laughs> i was like i got the sign i was like all right so we just started walking back kind of didn't walk backwards but we just turned and walked real slow and uh, it was kind of like scary because you have like woods on one side tall grass on the other something could have grabbed us from either side but i was like this is fucking weird so we just kind of walked out my wife was like what the fuck was that i was like a bear maybe it was a bear like i don't i mean i've hunted my whole life i i know bears can huff but they don't sound like like that you know what I mean? Could it have been
1: possibly like a like a wolf or something? Would like a wolf possibly make that noise? Because I'm thinking of like a dog, like you know, when they get like dirt or something in their nose and they're doing that like yeah kind of noise.
2: I mean, I haven't seen we do have some, they tell us we don't have wolves in upstate New York, but we do. And uh we have mountain lion too, but they tell us we don't have those. What about coyote? uh, It could have been a coyote, possibly, but it was in the middle of the day. Coyotes typically aren't out in the middle of the day
1: yeah and they try to avoid people as much as they can too yeah. like if they heard you coming they would probably take off before they sit there and try to like stand their ground
2: right and same with a bear like a bear's not going to be out at one two o'clock in the afternoon typically you know and then uh the only other thing it could have been would be like a buck an aggressive buck kind of making anybody an...
1: seen those that shit's fucking scary
2: oh yeah yeah no I. <clears throat> moose like people are afraid of bears and stuff like i'd be more terrified to run into a moose or like my dad actually got my dad was bow hunting one time total side story but like my dad was bow hunting and he shot like a six point deer with the arrow went up to it went to pull the arrow out and the thing wasn't dead and it jumped up charged him pinned him up against the tree the antler went through his uh hand and popped out of his wrist Ah. and like he had to <laughs> he had to stab it to death with his knife.
1: That's like a whole other level of hunting, bro. That's like it
2: was some serious fucked up shit.
1: That's like <laughs> adrenaline kick right there, bro. Like uh,
2: holy shit. Yeah. So uh my dad has that deer mounted on his wall and he has a little stupid sign underneath it says like beware of attack deer. <laughs> <laughs> the joke but, only he gets <laughs> right but uh he's still got a scar and like it's fucking wild but yeah so it could have been a buck but like i'm telling you i've been near deer I've i've seen them die i've hunted them i've been around them in the rut and stuff like you don't get that ominous feeling like i wouldn't fuck with a deer obviously but like you just don't get that like this was like High alert, like something was wrong. Like, get the fuck out of this situation as soon as possible type thing.
1: Do you know what's funny is that you mentioned that about New York, and I have a listener that uh, usually talks to me on Facebook. His name's is Brian. Uh, shout out to you, Brian, because I know you're probably listening to this. But uh, he always talks about how – I believe it's, he's in New York. But he goes in this specific area – in the woods and it's known for a lot of like weird happenings. And he claims that he's seen Bigfoot and different things like that in New York too. So it's like, I'm curious if these areas are similar. The one that you experience in the area that he goes to, I I don't know exactly what it's called, but uh, it has like those box looking things that are meant for being able to like camp on the side of the trail. I I don't remember what they're called. They don't have them in Michigan. hmm.
2: I don't know. Afterwards, tell me if you know where he's at. Do you know where he is in upstate New York? Or
1: I'll have to look back through the messages. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll let you know after the show. Yeah.
2: But, but, uh, so anyway, at that time, Bigfoot was not on my mind or anything like that. And I had another weird experience where we were driving. This is probably like three miles from where this nature trail is, right? It's a back road. Uh, this happened in 2019. Uh, I was driving my son around. I had to drive him around so he'd fall asleep and he'd always fall asleep on this one back like creepy ass country road.
1: <laughs> of course. And uh,
2: so it's like a two mile stretch of just like creepy woods country road. And then it comes up to this like new housing development that they've kind of started building. And uh, we get to this point and it, there's weird, always like weird feelings on this road and I'm driving. And all of a sudden I see two eyes standing This is in 2019. Again, not thinking anything like this at all. And I see two glowing orange eyes standing on the side of the road, right? Like in the tree line, standing on the side of the road.
1: How high up, if you had to guess?
2: I went back and measured afterwards. After all this stuff that clicked in my head, I would say it was at least six and a half feet tall.
1: Holy shit.
2: So at the time, though, wasn't thinking that. I just saw orange eyes glowing on the side of the road. And then I drove up, I hit the brakes because I didn't know if an animal was going to jump out or whatever. We do have black bear all the time up here. Their eyes do kind of glow that like greenish, sometimes orangey thing. So I thought it was a bear standing on the side of the road and uh, drove past it. So now I was in a Dodge Durango at the time. So this thing was eye level with me. Like I could see it through the windshield, the eyes, Mm
0: -hmm. and then it
2: was kind of like in a little bit, bit of a ditch on the side standing up. And then it dropped down to all fours, stood there for, like, a second, and then just darted, like, super fast, just phew, darted into the woods.
1: Do you have, like, dogman cases in New York?
2: I've heard of one, but it, it wasn't anywhere near my area, but uh it's possible. Because the height
1: and then the four legs thing almost reminds me of, like, a dogman thing just because, uh I don't know, maybe there is cases with Bigfoot running on all fours, but I don't know. I feel like that's more of, like, a dogman trait possibly.
2: I, th- I thought so too, but uh, after listening to Sasquatch Chronicles, which I'll get back to in a second, I've heard a lot of cases of them dropping to all fours and running. but it's, uh, it's it was just interesting because when I the, the headlights hit these eyes, right? And they were glowing. And then I slowly started driving past it, right? And as so now I see it in my windshield, and then as I'm driving up, I see the passenger side, I'm crossing it the headlights are no longer hitting the eyes and they were still glowing which was kind of weird
1: it's definitely weird
2: so and i'm thinking like at the time maybe it was just like a weird reflection whatever but then it just darted i didn't see any shape of it i just saw the eyes and then it darted into the tree line and then i've gone back several times to this place just to kind of measure now they're like building stuff there and uh yeah, it had to be at least six and a half feet tall standing where it was. But I uh, almost
1: wonder if they drop on all fours is almost like a camouflage technique where it's like they get seen and they're like, oh, shit. So what do they do? They drop to all fours. And then any normal person be like, oh, it's this other thing. And they wouldn't put two and two together, you know?
2: Right. I, I don't know. So anyway, that happened. Didn't think anything of it. I actually told my wife when we were driving because my son had fallen asleep. And I was like, I think I just saw a bear on, you know, this road. And she's like, Oh, that's weird. I haven't seen any there, but so anyway, now fast forward, like, so that happened in 2019. Then June of 2020, we had that thing happen. Now fast forward to like the fall of 2020. Like it was the fall of 2020, like November ish time. And I'm listening to uh Sasquatch Chronicles just randomly. And, uh, I think the episode was like 419, not 100% sure, or 504, something like that. And uh, the guy starts telling this story and he's like, "Uh, back in 1990, uh, my car broke down in upstate New York and I'm driving on this road and I had to stop my car and I had to walk on this uh, road that's next to an apartment building and there's like a big ledge and something followed me in the wood line and was like harassing me while I was walking. And he's in the episode, he says the name of the road and I'm like, oh, shit, I know that road. And he's <laughs> like, I broke down right before this like old bridge. And I'm like, oh, shit, I know that bridge. And then he's talking about how he had to walk across and go to this apartment. And I'm like, I drive on this road every single day to get to work. And <laughs> it's <laughs> like he described the apartment building. It's like this old apartment building, a lot of weird activity. Part of it like burnt down a year or two ago. Same thing big ledge drops off into the wood line. And this guy who I think was a cop in the episode had a weird unexplained encounter in this spot. Now here's the kicker. I know this road and this road is about three miles away from the uh, nature center where we had that experience in the woods where something snorted at us.
1: So it's definitely travel travelable distance especially for a Bigfoot, because I'm sure that their area where they stay is probably a pretty wide, vast area.
2: Yeah, and all this woods, like if you looked at it from like a top view map, it all connects. You know what I mean? It all connects everywhere. So it's definitely possible. And then I have one more uh, experience that this is where I think it's more kind of woo-woo or like you said, they can kind of just disappear or not be seen if they want. But this one happened in...
1: There's a lot of Aboriginal legend that connects that like I was saying so it's not an unheard of concept and like Aboriginal legends are one of like the oldest legends I feel like from like the description I was getting because Aboriginals have been in Australia for a really fucking long time.
2: Yeah, and I mean where we're at is like tons of Iroquois uh, Native Americans stuff like that. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if there were Sasquatch here, but uh, so this this last one again. Didn't see anything here, but, uh, I went into the woods, me and my wife, this was in November of 2021. And, uh, it was a nice day. It was like 70 degrees out. So we were like, let's go for a hike. Right. There's Mm -hmm. still snow on the ground, but it was like nice out. So we go on this trail and I've mentioned before, this is a nature center. They keep this place like pristine. There's no garbage anywhere. Like it's, they keep it clean. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we're walking on this trail. And uh, I don't know if this has anything to connect with it, but I was carrying these uh, crystals. They're not really crystals. They're called shaman stones. I don't know if you've ever heard of them.
1: Uh, for the listeners that don't know, if you want to explain them a little bit, I so was like to explain stuff to the listeners in case they have no idea what we're talking about, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: So they're called shaman stones. They're a couple different names. They call them Moki marbles or goji balls and stuff. They're like an iron hematite sandstone formation. And uh, supposedly they're supposed to help connect you with nature, ground you to your earth root chakra, things like that. Um, I just happened to be carrying them with me that day, and I was holding them, and we were walking on this trail. And like I said, we at this point now, I kind of I'm thinking that this was a Bigfoot encounter we had, you know, in in June of the fall, uh, previous year. So I'm like, I'm going to set the intention. My wife was with me here, and I just set the intention. I said if there's something out here, give us a sign. Right. And, uh, it's
1: like begging for it. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I was like, if there's something out here, just give us a sign, you know, like I just want to just, just show us something. Right. So we walk around, (laughs) we don't even take like 10 steps. We come around this corner and there is a, uh, like a gas station, big gulp, like a 44 ounce drink, Mm -hmm. just filled with mud just nasty just thrown right in the middle of the trail and i'm like that's odd
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like it's kind of it's kind of weird there's no garbage cans around or anything so i'm like
1: but you said it was also very clean in that woods too so it's also kind of yeah. weird that it would be there
2: i mean they have like people go around they're constantly cleaning it you know what i mean
1: do you think it's one of those weird things that they know what's possibly in the area so they purposely will clean it keep it clean so that they don't like feel disrespected like that like they know that they're there and that's why they keep it so clean
2: it's very possible because like if you go into this school like they have like a little learning center and stuff i've never seen anyone that like works there but like yet the place is always kept like completely clean that it's a it's weird actually the
1: area bigfoot's doing it
2: <laughs> it's dude it wouldn't surprise me so anyway we i see this thing and i'm like my spidey sense starts going i'm like i gotta pick this up i think this is our sign right because a lot of people talk about like how the Sasquatch are like, they want to see who's like a good steward of the woods. Are you a decent human being type of thing? I don't know. But, uh, so I pick this nasty ass cup up. It's covered in mud. It stinks like skunk water. It's, it's gross. And I'm just carrying it with me the whole time. And we go through the trails, we go onto a back one and we get to this like chain link fence that's like cuts the property off. And we're just standing there and it's kind of like a a lot of tall trees, you know, it looks like you'd be in like California, like these big tall trees, there's chain link fence. And we're just standing in the circle. And, uh, my wife's like, I'm getting kind of creeped out here. And I'm like, I-, I didn't really feel it, but she's like, I'm getting kind of creeped out. And then all of a sudden we start hearing, uh, the best way I can describe this is like something mimicking a crow. And we're standing there and all of a sudden we hear I'll just do the sound it's ridiculous but it was like ah ah and I was like okay that's weird
1: Hey, that fits into what I was saying earlier that they might possibly mimic silence to not give themselves away but to scare people away
2: right so I'm like this is weird I I didn't feel uncomfortable at all my wife was like freaking out she's like let's get out of here and I'm like all right so I just looked into the tree line there was two trees moving No other trees were moving, didn't see anything, just the trees kind of moving. I just waved at them and we turned and left. And as we walked out of this like circle of trees, we heard the crow thing again. It did it two more times as we left.
1: Was it like clearly not a crow? Like it was clearly something mimicking a crow?
2: Clearly not a bird i've ever heard in upstate new york <laughs> if it was a bird at all it like like i said it was like ah like it just sounded awful you know what i mean but like they're it, trying it to clear just...
1: their throats so they can talk properly they're like ah, <coughs> hi how's yeah. it going guys
2: <laughs> right but dude so again i didn't see anything but it was just weird i set the intention we get this weird ass cup thrown in the woods we i carried around this whole trail I threw it away when we got back to the like main area there and we get into this center and it crows two times. We see a tree move. Don't see anything else. My wife's creeped out. She's an empath as well. And uh, we walk out of there and it crows again. So it was just like this weird, I don't know. To me, it it felt like something was communicating with us, you know, like whether or not.
1: It's one of those things too, that I feel like people that have a connection, they will continuously have a connection. So like just the fact that you've been in that specific area and you've had experiences happen, just kind of like furthers the fact that it could be something that is aware that you're aware of it in a sense, you know, and almost like it's testing you just to kind of like see what it can and can't do almost, you know?
2: Right. And to me, it was like, I, I, if you're going to ask me just like my honest opinion, I, I, think they threw this cup there to just be like is this a decent human being is he going to pick this garbage up (laughs) like or is he just going to leave it like and so that that's what i got from it i haven't done any uh further testing i would like to soon to go back i want to go by myself though and just see
1: i wish you could like dna test and you could have like kept the mud from the cup to see if there's any type of like weird shit on it Oh, but it was nasty dude. from what you're <laughs> saying yeah. it, it definitely fits though because the aboriginal legends about yaoi refer to them as being like protectors of like the woods and like of the natural environment so i mean that would definitely fit in with aboriginal legends if they were trying to like test you with like a cup you know
2: mm-hmm. uh, again some people might hear that and be like dude you're just making shit up you heard a bird in the woods you found a dirty cup like it's just whatever but too many things have happened there it's And like I said, I want to go back and try to do some more, uh, intentions and just see if anything shows itself or shit. Yeah,
1: I definitely would. Mm. And like, honestly, you know, people can think what they want, but I'm never one to discredit people's encounters because I wasn't there. I don't know what they saw. And that's the problem with a lot of the community is they want to instantly discredit everybody as fast as possible without actually looking at it. And not that the listeners can see you, but. You can pick up on when people are lying about stuff and I haven't gotten any impression about you lying about anything. So for all the listeners that are possibly weary of the story, like I trust my instinct and I don't feel that, you know, you're making anything up by any means.
2: Right. And like I said, I mean, I'm not a I can't say definitely that it was like Bigfoot, but it was definitely weird. (laughs) Something was there. It felt like it was watching us. You know what I mean? I didn't get a negative vibe like I did from the first one. The first one was like, get out of this situation as quick as possible. But then this one was more just like, I, I felt very calm. My wife was kind of freaked out. So,
1: I mean, there could be different ones with different intentions, just like any species. You know, some people are good. Some people are bad. Some people love interaction. Some people hate interaction. I mean, it could be right. no different with Bigfoot, especially if they're uh conscious semi to the same level we are, if not more, <laughs>
2: Right. And who knows? Maybe we just walked up on that one the first time. Maybe we spooked it. You never know, you know? But, he was like, but oh I...
1: shit. Because I've also heard a theory too about Bigfoot where they could have theoretically been, uh, it's almost like the boar idea. If you take a pig and you put it in the woods, it starts developing different features and kind of turns into a boar. And then generations later, it's like you have a solid boar. Like it could be the same with Bigfoots that maybe, like there's two options. One, either maybe they were Nephilim, um, if you believe in like giants and Nephilim, and they just kind of like adapted to the environment. Uh, cause I believe in like evolution and the aspect of adapting to the environment. Hence why, like, I'm not saying this in a racist way. So hopefully nobody takes it that way, but like white people are geared for cold. That's why our hair lays flat. It keeps heat in, um, our skin gets really sunburned cause it tries to pull everything it can out of the sky that it has. And then like people, African-American people, uh, they have hair that releases heat from their head and they have dark skin so that they don't get sunburned. Like people adapt to the environment. So who's to say it's not the same for Bigfoot where it's almost like if you put a human in the woods long enough generations later, they could adapt into something totally different. Or if they were Nephilim and they started living in the woods to try to escape people, maybe they started developing hair after a certain period.
2: 100%, man. I, I, I've only heard maybe one other person kind of say that theory too. And I, I believe that like, if you threw me out in the woods for years, I mean, I have a big beard and stuff now and I'm pretty hairy to begin with, but like, I 100% believe that people would adapt just like the pig theory with the boar and whatnot, but like,
1: then even a couple of generations later, you'd adapt even more. So, you know, like right. each generation, you just get more adapted to live in that environment.
2: Right. And this is what I was going to say too. Like, I, I believe our government and people in power and stuff know about these things. But the problem is like,
1: especially speaking about the giant water bowls that are in the middle of the woods in random places Mm -hmm. i just always like to drop that in for anybody that's like the government doesn't know about this shit like why is there random water bowls in the middle of the fucking woods in the middle of nowhere
2: right exactly (laughs) but like so (laughs) when you think about like mainstream uh, sasquatch researchers which is kind of a funny term mainstream bigfoot researchers but like they always push this like evolution idea that it's like the missing link that it's this and I i personally don't believe in that the scientism version of evolution but i 100% believe in you know adaption adaptations and stuff like we could have think, started
1: off in one base point and then just developed into all these different races and one of those races could include something that's a bigfoot
2: right and i think the reason we they don't release this information i think if if it was the missing link they would have it all over the place to prove their version of evolution to prove the bible's not true or whatever you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh the fact that they don't makes me believe that this was probably some type of human species at some point or part human that has just developed into what it is now.
1: Have you heard the theory about uh, people actually coming from pigs instead of apes? I
2: have heard that theory. And like, they kind of push that a little bit in like the science classes when they show the embryos and stuff, like how similar. See, uh,
1: my logic is, is it, it could theoretically be possible that maybe humans actually evolved from pigs And the things that evolved from primates are actually these bigfoot species.
2: It's very possible. And that kind of ties into like why the kosher laws exist in the Bible, like why you're not supposed to eat pork and things like that.
1: Tattoo artists will tattoo pigs Mm -hmm. skin because it's the closest thing to human skin.
0: Yeah.
2: And isn't it like, I don't know if they've done, this might be a myth or not, but haven't they put like pig hearts into humans? Yep. As like transplant. Yeah. So like,
1: and there's ancient Hindu legends of, pig people <laughs> mm-hmm. and that they were the one like there's there's ancient hindu legends of like eight people which again would fit into the bigfoot concept and then there's the legends of pig people so like you know there could be a split there you know or maybe like we didn't come from either and they still exist and we're something completely different and we didn't come from any other animal other than something that was already close to what we are and if that's true then maybe the bigfoot thing makes more sense because an ape that evolves from an ape may not actually be that far off from an ape
2: right yeah i don't know man or we're just some type of genetic mutation where they've you know built us in a lab who knows i have no i i don't rule any theories out because i don't know you know like anything's a possibility for me but the world's
1: uh, actually run by mice like <laughs> you've the right. a Trekker's guide to the galaxy before right
2: no i haven't
1: oh my god you gotta watch that movie though like basically the principle at the end is that earth Okay, so there's a place where they create planets for people that can afford to have these planets, and basically they destroy Earth in the beginning of it, and that's why this guy becomes like a hitchhiker of the galaxy, but he finds out later on that he finds this, uh, this place where they're, it's like they build the worlds, and the guy who runs the operation is pretty much like, yeah, you're talking about Earth, blah, 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 blah. He's like, yeah, that was run by mice. He's like, they're running experiments on you the whole time, and the guy's like, what do you mean? We've been running experiments on mice, and they're like, did you though? And then there's like two mice that are like trying to steal his head and stuff like that because they're supposed to try to figure out like the question to the, to the universe. And uh, yeah, the whole, like the premise of it is, is that the world's actually run by mice and they're a lot more intelligent than what people actually think they are. And they're fucking with us. Like they're experimenting with us seeing what we'll do when we think they are experimenting on them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, I,
2: honestly, nothing would shock me at this point, And that wouldn't surprise me <laughs> at all, but <laughs> kind of going back to like, tying that back to like sleep paralysis, a lot of people will have those like uh, experiences where they're either like some type of abduction or something like that. Like, where do you think UFO encounters shadow people, like I, I'm starting to think that they're all kind of the same thing, the same type of entity in a sense.
1: Um it if not just- the same type of entity, I definitely think that they're all like like they could all be the same entity, but they could also theoretically be, different entities that just are like experimenting in a sense to just kind of see what'll happen with humans you know right like, we could just be like the, the like ant farm and a bunch of these species could possibly come here just for the aspect of being in like a zoo like oh look at the people oh look at the city look at all these things that these primitive things created it's almost like the concept of like you know if you could shrink down and just go through a tour through like an anthill like why the fuck wouldn't you
2: <laughs> right no it it's interesting and like the only reason i asked that is because like my son had a weird dream the other day, maybe a week or two ago, and like he was describing this like nightmare, but it was all like a cartoon. And when I was younger, I had this crazy nightmare of a werewolf one time, but it was a cartoon werewolf like creeping around my bed. I don't know if it was sleep paralysis or not. I was very young, probably like six. So I don't remember exactly, but like it was I've a heard cart-
1: sleep paralysis interactions with like wolf like beings, too. So just another connection, you know, if, you're, right. if you want to make it.
2: Yeah. And the the reason I say that is because it was clearly like a cartoon. Like there was no denying that it was a cartoon. My son was convinced that these dreams were cartoons. And I wonder, like, when you're in these experiences, does it present to you like a way that your mind would be able to handle it? So, like, me as a six year old kid probably wouldn't be able to handle an actual wolf creeping around my bed. So it made it, it, it presented itself as like a cartoon.
1: That's kind of the idea with shadow people taking the figure of people that are never in this time, if that makes sense, like the hat man and all that kind of right, because it could just be like remnants of like what they think people will be most comfortable perceiving them as and they end up just going with it not realizing that it probably freaks people out more than they realize, you know,
2: right. I, I just I have to play around with that idea and think because like, I've also had while I was in these like lucid dreams that ended up in sleep paralysis, I had these, I call them the generic politicians. They're kind of like Mr. Smith agents. You know what I mean? They're just like politicians or people in suits that are always trying to get me to sign something. Like men and in these black like,
1: almost? That's like the impression that I get.
2: It's possible, but they, they're they all like older white guys. You know what I mean? And they, they show their face. They're not wearing sunglasses or anything. They're just like in suits and their faces just like I said, the best way, it's like a generic politician, like just some asshole you would see on like TV promoting something, you know? Yeah. And like
1: back tear, you know, yeah. Like older guys,
2: (laughs) like country club type people, like all sitting around, like, it's just a weird thing, but like they were present in a lot of, uh, my like lucid dream type experiences. And they're always trying to get me to do something. And I got to the point and then I'd always wake up with sleep paralysis afterwards, but I got to the point where I just was like able to, say no to him you know what I mean
1: do you think that links into like the whole soul contract idea because I don't know if you've heard about the concept of like people basically like not signing their soul but like signing their like allegiance to something where they can you're, you're pretty much fighting a battle in another dimension or dream reality or whatever you want to call it and you like unintentionally signed yourself up for it dude
2: I, I do believe that because have you heard my I, I tell this one a lot so I apologize but I had a wild, uh, lucid dream experience right after, like, as I was like graduating from college. And this is the one that kind of woke me up to everything. So if you've heard it, I won't tell it again, but like,
1: I mean, either way you intrigued the listener. So you got to tell it.
2: Okay. (laughs) I hope, do we have enough time? I don't want to,
1: yeah, I'm not rushing, man. Like if you want, you can tell this story and we can start wrapping it up or we can go for another half hour, whatever you want to do, man.
2: It's your show, man. I'll do whatever I'm, I'm wide awake. So I just try um... to do
1: minimum an hour. So anything past that i'm all good
2: <laughs> all right cool so if you have heard this i apologize to any listeners but so this one this is a wild one um so this happened in december of 2013 and i was like i said i was graduating from school i was putting together my teaching portfolio because in new york state and i'm pretty sure it's like this everywhere you have to do two things a student teaching you have to make document everything make a portfolio put it together so i was up to like four o'clock in the morning putting all this paperwork together and uh i was drinking and stuff at the time i was starting to get into like conspiracy stuff illuminati type things like that but wasn't too far into this at all and i had sleep paralysis just starting to hit the i tip was 11 of the iceberg. years iceberg. what's that
1: just hitting the yeah. tip of the iceberg that's kind of where the- i was at for a long time because i had those experiences and i didn't like get get into this stuff till like later on in high school
2: exactly like i just didn't um I like i said i had had many sleep uh paralysis experiences but this one was like wild so like i i finished up my portfolio i put it down i went and sat on my bed and i just like instantly fell asleep which never happens for me i usually take hours to fall asleep and uh I'm instantly in this like wild lucid dream and I'm running around and I'm literally like jumping through the woods. Right. I'm jumping up, flying through the air. It's crazy. And I do one final jump and I jump up and I hit my head on the sky. And like hits like a dome. Now (laughs) I'm not looking into flat earth or anything like that at this point in my life. So
1: then a puzzle piece falls off
2: (laughs) No, so so like i hit my head and i black out right i just completely black out and then i wake up and i'm in uh i'm on a white couch with a white sheet over me in a completely like white room there's glass everywhere and it's kind of looking out into like woods Mm -hmm. um the best way i can kind of describe it so like you can get a visual it was like if apple made like a cabin in the woods that's what it felt like all white like just glass very like just just crazy i'm wearing all white and i'm sitting on this couch and i wake up and all of a sudden this woman comes walking in and she's like an older black woman very nice you know very sweet and everything and i'm like where am i like what what's going on here and she's like oh, you were in a car accident. And I was like, what? I was like, no, I was, I was just having a dream. And I like, I'm fully aware and I'm fully conscious of what's going on right now. And I'm like, all right, something's off here. I'm getting sweats. I'm I'm not like something's off. Right. And I'm like, no, I definitely was not in a car accident. Like I was just sitting on my bed dreaming. Right. And she's like, no, no, no. You're in a bad car accident. You're you're recovering now. You've been here for a while. And I'm like, no, no, something's not right here. So I start to get up and she's like, oh no, you can't get up. She's like, you got to stay, you got to rest. And I'm like, no, I'm going to leave. I'm like, I'm totally fine. I need to leave here. And we have a back and forth with that. And she's like, no. And she's starting to visibly get angrier. Right. As I'm kind of like resisting. And I was like, finally, I'm like, I got to get out of here. I go to get up and her face starts morphing. All right. Now this was before I saw the girl's face morph in real life, but this, her face starts twisting and I'm like, now I'm freaked out. And I'm like, all right, I got to get the fuck out of here. And then her face completely twists. And the best way I can describe it. And I, it's like Darth Maul mixed with like an orc from Lord of the Rings. Right.
1: It kind of reminds me of like, uh, almost like that thing from Insidious. Have you ever seen that movie?
2: Yeah, it was like that, but like the teeth, the teeth were what really got me. They were like, just, there was like, just red kind of patterings on her face. I, I, there was horns, but like very much like Darth Maul, but just very grotesque and just nasty. And it just morphed so like naturally into her face and her voice changed too. And she's like, you're not leaving. And it's like a deep kind of like demonic voice. And I was like, oh, like, I was like, no, I'm leaving. And I get up and I start running to the door. And as soon as I like get to the door and like touch it, I black out again. And I'm, I wake up and I'm sitting at a conference table and the generic politicians are all sitting around.
1: The same ones that you saw previously?
2: No, I had never, this was the first time I ever saw these ones. Oh, gotcha. So, So they're all sitting around this table and they're all in black suits. And when I kind of come into consciousness, they're handing me a piece of paper to sign. And I like, can't see what the paper says. It's like blurred. If that makes any sense, like the, whatever writing is on it is completely blurred Mm -hmm. and I can't see it. All I can see is like sign here, like, you know, like name, and there's like an X and everything to sign there. And I snap into consciousness or whatever. And I'm like, and they're like, are you going to sign? And they're like, here it. Is. And I'm like, no, wait, wait, wait. What am I signing? And they're like, oh, everything's all set. And they're like, come on. It's all ready to go. Let's, let's, all you got to do is sign and we're good to go. And I'm like, I'm not signing anything. What, what is this? And same thing. They're just like, oh, come on. We've been working on this deal. You got the, and I'm like, I'm not signing this. I, I, I don't know what this is. Like, I'm not signing it. And then same thing. As I start resisting more and I 'm like trying to push away from the table and uh all their faces start morphing there's about ten or twelve of them I don 't know exactly how many, but uh their faces start morphing like this woman's did, mm-hmm. but the different so same thing, but they all have different colors on their markings, so there was like a red one, a purple one, a turquoise one, an orange one a white like just white stripes like and the, it, it wasn't like the Darth Maul patterns. It was like face paint almost like they had like just lines like, like, like almost
1: like primal
2: looking. Yeah, like very primal, like just a different colors, like thing under their eyes, like war paint in a sense. But like dark brown, black kind of skin, nasty teeth and everything just like paint over their faces. And uh, I'm like, I'm not signing this like and I just I go I push away from the table. And when I push away from the table, I black out again. And I'm in my bed in full sleep paralysis for like a full two minutes. Just couldn't move.
1: Let's say that sounds like, uh, how do I like my interpretation of that is it almost feels like one of those situations where it's like, theoretically to say that there's you in other dimensions. Mm-hmm. Like if you heard the concepts of being able to like, you're all connected. Cause it's all you, but in different dimensions, maybe you right. like switched places temporarily with another version of yourself in two different realities or in one different reality at different times if time isn't linear yeah
2: again man i don't know what happened like
1: that sounds very similar though to like the whole soul contract concept that i've heard from a lot of fucking people about like people they'll like have people fight these battles in like other places
2: again i don't know because like the sleep paralysis ramped up pretty bad after that. And I had it more often than I didn't, but uh, I was also drinking again at that time. And I it took me a long time to talk about it. Cause like, I was like, I, no one's going to believe this. First of all, second of all, it's like, the people I did tell, they're like, yeah, that's a wild dream you had there. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it okay. It was a wild dream, but like, I woke up in sleep paralysis afterwards and like,
1: what if that's, like, like the sleep world is actually, like, the real world, but we've been so attuned to this that it's, like, that's partly where I guess that whole, like, awake concept comes from is that, you know, this could be the sleeping realm, and they have power in the sleeping realm, and they don't in what we think is the sleeping realm. That's, where like, where we're infinite. So, they try to keep us attached to this realm rather than that realm.
2: Well, dude, that ties right into, like, simulation and all the other stuff, too, and I often... If it's not that, then like, I I fully, with my heart, believe that like we are going to different dimensions or different multiverses or whatever. Like that one dream
1: for me, dude, definitely like tipped me over the edge. And the fact that I had sleep paralysis after, like, I kind of started questioning a lot of things after that. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that was really weird about it, which I again kind of link into the multidimensional concept, was uh, before that, I tell the story a lot on my show, but I had a Curious George stuffed animal when I was a kid. And it had a tail because I remember swinging it above my head by the tail specifically. And after that dream, I started noticing that I was like on the opposite side of a lot of like Mandela effects. So that kind of like weirded me out even more so because I have also heard of people fucking going to sleep and having these weird interdimensional dreams and they come back and everything will be normal. And then they're like, dog will be like a different breed. And they're just like, uh, what? (laughs)
2: No, dude, the Mandela effect is an interesting thing, man, because like, I just heard another one today, like, you know, the restaurant Chick-fil-A? Yeah. How do you spell Chick-fil-A?
1: C-H, they added the K, right? Because it was C-H-I-C, because I I remember seeing the signs.
2: Yeah, it was always C-H-I-C, and then they just added a K, and like, you know, you look into it, and it's like, oh, no, it's always been there, but I saw something on, I think it was on TikTok, my wife showed it to me. And she's like, look, this woman like found an old training video from like Chick-fil-A and on the guy's shirt, it has just the C. And it's like, <laughs> that's one of those like residual uh, memories or something that they couldn't scrub.
1: Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's weird. Again, or it's like a combination of two different like universes starting to like overlap with each other because if they're bringing CERN and they're creating microscopic black holes, Like, even though it's microscopic, it could do a lot more to the universe than what you think it can do.
2: Yeah, I don't know. So with CERN, man, like we kind of got into it a little bit at the beginning of this, but like, I don't know if it's actually real. CERN itself? CERN itself. I, I think it's CGI. And I think they're doing some type of mass ritual where they are convincing us that they're doing something. And we are creating this. We are creating the Mandela effect because they're telling us they're doing it, but they're actually not doing anything.
1: It's a group manifestation kind of idea, right? Yeah. Everybody believes something. It'll start happening.
2: Right. And who's going to look into this shit? The normies aren't. They're not going to pay attention to any of that. It's going to be the conspiracy people. And we already think a lot of crazy shit's going on because of the Mandela effect. And they tell us they're firing this thing up. And all of a sudden we start looking for everything and we start finding it. Now I'm convinced that we can create our own Mandela effect right now. If I told you that watermelons are yellow, and like they've always been yellow, and you start telling everyone that they're always yellow, and before you know it, I I think watermelons might turn yellow. Like I can't prove that, but like that's a dumb example. But like, just think like if enough people start saying it, will the simulation adapt to that? Will we manifest it differently? Like
1: it's. I mean, looking at it from another perspective, too, it could be possible that uh, like almost like Area 51, like I don't think that there's anything at Area 51. It's one of those things right. that it's like, hey, look at me over here. So you're not mm-hmm. looking at what's actually going on. What if so I had somebody on my show the other day that was talking about how there's one that they're building in. I think it was like Tennessee. And they said that the exact reason why they were building it was to try to open interdimensional portals. So like what if there are a lot of these things and they just make it look like. Hey, this is the target over here. This is the big CERN thing. But like, for all we know, there could be one underneath every state, you know, like they started trying to right. build one in Texas. And then they, uh, supposedly said like the ground wasn't good. So they filled it in with concrete supposedly, but like how easy would it be to say, Oh, we're filling in with concrete and then just say, it's done and over with, but it's actually still there. And you just have it as running as like a secret oper- oper- operation that even the people that built it thought that it just got trashed
2: right uh, no i believe that 100 percent. and think like we always say like oh if you know their name they're not in power you know what i mean yet we all jump in and we're like oh cern and it's everyone's talking about cern it's like i don't think that it's what we think it is i'm sure they are doing some weird portal shit somewhere Definitely
1: doing some ritual shit though because just look at like oh, yeah. the opening ceremony the fact that they have shiva outside with the circle mm-hmm. which also kind of sounds like a portal you know like right
2: but is that just theater you know what yeah, i mean are they just I'm saying they're just fucking with us and like something else it's like it could be a magic
1: ritual too that they're like are doing again like you were saying so that people believe it but it's like how would you 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 have to do like a ritual to bring something into this existence so like if they do the ritual and then people start believing in shit then you know they're creating it and bringing it into this reality kind of like you're what you were saying
2: right and that's kind of like how magic works like if you I don't know. I've heard like if you put a curse on someone, but they don't know, like <laughs> they're not going to feel the effects of that. You know what I mean? But if yeah, someone you have knows, to show
1: them what you're doing.
2: Right. If someone knows, or or you say I'm going to curse you, or whatever, and then that starts seeping into their subconscious, every little thing that goes wrong in their life, they're going to start equating it to that curse that you got put on them. And it's like, is it really a curse, or are you, you know, what I mean, it's it, some type of mind mental manipulation for sure i'm not saying that they're not doing anything there but you could I just be manifesting wondered,
1: it on yourself just by thinking about it
2: well right it's like i'm cursed and you it, we all know word magic is a big thing you start saying you're cursed or thinking you're cursed like all of a sudden you might start manifesting that stuff oh yeah it's just oh man it's just interesting and i i think there was another certain thing in maybe south carolina or one of those states too there's a lot of them that they talk about
1: And they're small ones too. So that's the other thing that I question is the fact that like they have the big one, like the, Hey, look over here. But if they're trying to create portals that you could theoretically walk through, like, I feel like it'd be more set up like a snart, like a stargate. So it would probably be a smaller unit. You know, you wouldn't Mm -hmm. be creating something that's 16 miles fucking wide unless they're, uh, (laughs) you know, they could be trying all these small experiments and that could be the big experiment to like bring the whole reality into shit. Where they're just like, hey, look over here, look over here. And they're actually testing everything somewhere else. And then when the time comes, they're just going to be like, oh, by the way, boom.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's all very possible. I don't discredit anything, like I said. And then one last thing, kind of a current event. Like you've heard about the Georgia Guidestones and everything, right? Yeah. All right. So I, I'm not going to take credit for this theory. I heard it somewhere. I, I don't remember where exactly. But uh, this was a while ago. Because you know how it says on there that we're going to get the population down to five hundred million, right? Mm-hmm. I th- it's five hundred million, right?
1: Yeah, something like that. If yeah. I'm not mistaken. So
2: they're talking about like getting the population down to five hundred million, and uh, the theory that I heard, and again, I'm I don't remember where I heard this, but it just resonated with me when I heard this. It like really, you know, when you get that like truth, and you're just like, oh yeah, that makes sense without any. So I heard someone say that we're already at 500 million, right? And everyone else is like an NPC type. There's 500 million truthers left or something. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. real cognitive conscious people. And I hear that. And then like a couple weeks later, they blow up the Georgia Guidestones. Do you think they got to their goal? And now they're wiping out the evidence.
1: I think so. Yeah. Because that, that was not a possibility that I was entertaining. Because it Mm -hmm. definitely seemed like self sabotage, especially considering the fact that they're like, oh, part of them's destroyed, let's tear down the rest. Or it's like, any type of monument, bro, they normally try to rebuild shit. They don't just like say, fuck it, part of it's destroyed, let's tear down the rest. Like, I think they were trying to get rid of it so that people weren't looking into the inscriptions that were on the stone. Yeah.
2: I mean, there's a couple things. Like, it could be that it's getting too popular. So they blow it up or do some type of false flag thing with it. And then they're going to blame conspiracy theorists that they're crazy. I think it's to erase the fact that they want to what their goals are on there, but it just, it, I also I,
1: entertain the idea that maybe there was something that they needed that has been hidden inside of that. They purposely tried to destroy it because they've gotten to a time where they need whatever may have been hidden inside of it. Cause if you're trying yeah. to hide something that's extremely important and you want to be able to get it eventually, what not a better place to hide it than in stone.
2: Right. Maybe it's like the missing piece of Osiris or something, you know?
1: <laughs> Shit. Like, yeah. Honestly, there could it, be just like a little, like, The looking glass, theoretically, like just some shit like that could be in there, you know.
2: Yeah, you never know. But I just there's something in my brain, just like saying, like I think they hit their goal. There might only be 500 million left. Of and
1: they're still dropping too, because there's like the whole push that everybody's like scared to repopulate now, you know, because of like Mm -hmm. the whole like if you get pregnant, you can't do this. Where that's a stupid thing to begin with. Everybody thinks it's like. Abortions are illegal now. But if anything, like you got to look at it from the aspect of pretty much what they did was make it so that states can decide. So it's not necessarily a bad thing that they're giving more power back to the smaller community government because at that point you can make things a lot more uh adapted to like the people that live in that area. Like it's really hard to just be like, Yep, this is the law for everybody across the entire country, unless it's something obvious, like don't fucking murder somebody. Right. Um, but like when it comes down to it it's like you have mormon states that are full of mormons you have states that are full of this states that are full of that so it's like i get it i get why people are mad i think it's because they don't really like fully see the bigger picture that you know it's more power going back to the states but because of that um i was bitching about it on bdi how they're trying to do population control by making people scared to reproduce and directly after that show ended kyle sent me a uh, A news article basically saying that gen z is basically scared to repopulate and they don't want to like have intercourse with each other and i was like damn bro give it another like 20 years and we'll be in a demolition man where they put on those little things that like scan their brain and they have intercourse without actually physically touching each other
2: right yeah man it's it's i think we're already going down that path with the metaverse and all this stuff too but i just
1: vr porn bro there's a problem in japan where the males don't want to get with females because there's so many weird robotic VR sex toys that like guys are like, why the fuck do I want to go out and get a girl when I can put on this VR thing thing? and have this little thing that, you know, fucking pumps my dick. (laughs) Like, right. It's,
2: it's a weird, weird existence. But again, I just, I can't help but shake that. I think maybe they hit their goal and there's only 500 million, let's say, you know, real humans left on earth that aren't, you know, poked or whatever.
1: Hey, and if you don't, Feel like there's NPCs, bro. Like you play a video game and you hear like the side conversations and they're just like unimportant to fucking anything. And it's like, how often do you hear stuff like that in public? And it's always like repeating stuff. Like it's like weird. Like It's like, there's just like background text that's intended for people to say that aren't really talking about anything just to look like they're doing something. It's like playing fucking Skyrim and you got that guy that's like one time I took an arrow to the knee.
2: <laughs> right? No, I, I, dude, I, I really think that that's where we're at right now because There's people, I I do believe NPCs can wake up because I've seen it firsthand. (laughs) But like, I mean, theoretically, didn't we all in a way kind of start as NPCs? Exactly. Exactly. But like, I just wonder, are there only, did they reach their goal? And now they just got rid of the evidence. Like they got their goal. There's 500 million pure, genetically pure human beings left on earth. And that's it. They, They just get rid of it. And now they'll deal with us when, whenever they see the time fit or whatever
1: who knows dude and there's been an up okay so tell me why this is funny bro i never got my uh vaccine and everybody i know that's gotten their vaccine they're all getting sick right now again and also why that's going on there's been heavy spring i don't know if you get into like geoengineering and stuff but like i feel like there's a connection between it i had another uh, podcaster reference that to me and i started kind of making the connections uh shout out to loomis from chant it down but uh, yeah, I started kind of connecting that too with all my own personal life that he said that and he's in Hawaii. And I've also noticed that around me that there's somebody at work that's gotten her multiple rounds of fucking shots. Uh, all of us that don't have the shots, all of us are fine. But the one that gets the shots is always sick again. Weird, right?
2: It is weird. And like, again, I didn't know if we could say those words on here. I didn't want to assume anything, but yeah, no, it's... I
1: like, have a COVID little pop-ups on almost all my episodes. I kind of just okay. like fuck it in for an inch and for a mile.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, like my family... You know, we're all we don't have it. You know, my kids don't have it; they're never going to get it. My wife doesn't have it. My mother-in-law doesn't have it. My parents don't have it. My brother don't doesn't. My father-in-law got the first two, and uh, he it, then he kind of
1: like woke up and it was like, I'm not getting the third one. Fuck this shit,
2: you know. And it's
1: kind ah. of like the flu shot, bro. Yeah, most people I know they get the flu shot are the ones that get sick every year. Like my dad is one of those like big pharma sheep. I guess is the best way to describe it. And he's always like, you need to get your flu shot. You need to get your vaccine. You need to get this. You need to get that. And every single year, who the fuck do you think he gets the flu? And who do you think doesn't?
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude, the only time I got my flu shot one time in my life, and it was my freshman year of college, because they like convinced me that like, because you have to get a bunch of other stupid shots to go to college. And they were like, you might as well get your flu shot, too. You don't want to get the flu. I never had the flu in my life. My freshman year of college, October, I got it so bad that like I was out for like two weeks and I haven't been sick since then. But like, (laughs) it's like, I don't know. We all had, we all had the C word and, uh, we were fine. I was sick for like a day. I lost my smell for like three weeks, but
1: dude, there's more if you get the vaccine though. I've heard of a lot of people that have gotten the vaccine and it's been twice. my my girlfriend's cousin, uh, got the vaccine and it's been a good, at least like a year or so now. And she said, she still can't taste shit.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's like everyone I know that has it is constantly sick. Mm-hmm. And it's minus because my father realistically,
1: like, think about the, like, like your body has that ability to be able to fight things off. The problem is we live in an over-sanitized world where nobody develops an immune system to things, so everybody's scared of things. And then the kids that used to roll around in the dirt and eat dirt when they were a kid, I'm assuming just like you and myself, like, you never have a problem with getting sick, honestly. And it's also, I think, kind of like you are saying with the manifestation thing. Somebody's like, oh, I'm going to get sick. Oh, I'm going to get sick. And then their body starts running down because they already have that manifesting in their head of like, oh, I'm going to get sick, where it kind of goes the reverse, too, where if you start feeling like shit and you're just like, I'm not sick, and you just kind of carry about more often than not, bro, like the next day, you're completely fucking fine.
2: Yeah. You get a good night's sleep and you're usually good to go. And it's like, yeah, no, I, I know so many people that manifest it. And it's like, they're just so afraid of it that it just it happens to them and it's fear like,
1: lowers your immune system. It's kind of like stress, like yeah. even looking at it from like a non-woo woo perspective, like it's known that like stress and, you know, fear will lower your immune system.
2: Mm-hmm. 100% and like, again, like we've had some crazy shit go on the last like two years now. And it's just like, <clears throat> I don't know. You just have to vibe high. I, I like as dumb as it sounds like good vibes only. You just can't let it, get to you because like if i told you some of the shit we've been through the last two years you'd be like fuck like
1: i'm sure i've been down the same road dude like i've had a lot of shitty stuff happen in my life and i always come up on top and i manifest that for myself knowing that like a shitty situation happens and the way i look at it is every situation that's been shitty that's happened in my life has happened and because of that it directly uh, correlates with something good happening so like just anything bad that happens to me. Like, I know that there's light on the end of the tunnel and I try to keep my mindset like that because I've never been shown anything different in my life.
2: Right. And what's the main like result, like I'm saying that wrong. What is the end result of every bad situation? Like you're still alive. You're stronger. Now (laughs) you're stronger. You have learned something hopefully. And like, you just move forward. I, I I I always say
1: the meaning to life is experience. So whether the experience is good or bad, like you still need to experience it. And that's the meaning of life at the end of the day. Cause mm -hmm. if we are a consciousness and we go somewhere else, what's the one thing you could theoretically take with you as your experiences, even if you don't remember them consciously, like, like we've talked about, like there's a lot of things that seem to pop up subconsciously.
2: Yeah. And I mean, that can get into like past life stuff. I don't know, man. They, they tell us, science tells us that there's more, storage in a single strand of dna than any computer in the world so i'm sure it's useless right (laughs) yeah i'm sure i'm sure it's all useless junk dna but like i don't know man there's so much more to this reality that i just try to tap into and it's i don't know man I've, i've been getting a lot of interesting stuff happening too like whether or not you want to call them i'm not going to say they're psychic but more like clairsentient type things like intuition feels like just I don't know
1: I I get it myself all the time honestly too like Mm -hmm. like I was kind of saying it's like that deja vu feeling you kind of related to that like you've been somewhere before or you come to a situation or a problem and it's like you can somehow foresee what's going to happen with both and then that's how people assess the situation and go about it and I think it's one of those things that people have a connection that they just look past and don't even realize that they're doing it but like when you get that like visualization of like this could happen like maybe that's coming from somewhere like i was saying with the whole splitting into multi-dimensions with every decision it could create a whole other reality again i
2: we could probably still keep going i've had some other weird experiences and stuff but
1: if you want dude i'm down for another episode so we can always save it for another episode so i was
2: just gonna say let's do a part two if you're down because i'm sure we could go on for hours man oh yeah definitely it's like almost one o'clock in the morning here I'm sure my wife is going to be like, where the
1: fuck are you? (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be my girl, too, because I got to get up for work in like five hours. But my ass is normally up till two editing and doing whatever the fuck. But I've been taking a couple days off lately because I feel like I deserve it. So, you know, I've just been chilling and doing my uh, my other side stuff I like to do. So, (laughs) yeah, man. But Um, uh, I guess before we start wrapping up, then uh, I always like to do words of wisdom from the guest to the listeners. So if there's anything that you'd like to bestow on the listeners, what would it be?
2: Just kind of going off of that idea with the intuition, like I'm just going to, I want people because this is like something I'm really trying to work on more. Usually your first instinct, your gut instinct is the right one, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's never failed me. I've never had, I've had situations where I didn't go with my gut and it's backfired on me, but it's, I've never had a situation where I went with my gut feeling and it backfired. So
1: And two people can vouch for that because I'm exactly the same way, like we were talking about through the show.
2: And like, if, if something feels off, if something just doesn't sit one, if it's not a hundred percent, I know some people say like, if it's not a hell yeah, don't do it. You know, if, if something just feels slightly off, go with your gut because it nine, 10 out of 10 times is not going to fail you, you know? Yeah. (laughs)
1: that so, could be part of that DNA, man, is the mm-hmm. useless DNA could be partly like a connection to things like that. And it could also be part of that DNA is our ability to know when it's going to rain like animals can do. But we've adapted so far past it that we use technology that we don't need that anymore. So it kind of just became useless, you know.
2: Weird little story. Sorry to jump back into it. But like in 2019, I was detailing cars and I sliced my hand open with a razor blade freak accident i was trying to peel a sticker off a brand new car slipped stuck a razor blade right into my hand cut super deep down just avoided nerve damage but um ever since that this on this scar i can tell when it's going to rain i can tell when it's going to snow because this starts aching right here and it's like a weird uh
1: i got arthritis in both my knees and i can always tell a couple hours before it's going to rain so yeah again i got kind of the same thing going on you know
2: it's so yeah, going on to that, like trust your body, trust your gut, trust your intuition. Just, I know it's not the most profound thing in the word world or most wisdom, but so many people are lacking that right now. Just really try to go with your gut. That's, that's my words of wisdom for people. Dude,
1: honestly, I think it's great words of wisdom because that's something that I always preach to people too. So again, say great minds think alike, you know,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, another thing, um, for anybody that enjoyed this conversation, they want to come find you, where can they come find you?
2: Um, you can send a carrier pigeon to upstate New York. I'll find it somewhere. Um, but no, uh, my the show little red upst- mark
1: on its wing. I'll look for the red mark. <laughs>
2: I'll look for the red mark. Uh, Morse code is good too. I- I've been trying to figure that out.
1: Flame but, uh, signals, but flame I guess that's part of Morse code. <laughs>
2: yeah, light the towers of Gondor, and I will see them, and we will do an episode. But you can also do the easy thing and email me at upstateunconventional@gmail.com. At And I'm on Instagram. That's where I do most of my uh, booking and messaging. I haven't done a lot of shows lately. I've got a lot of crazy stuff going on right now. I'm in the middle of moving, working, all that good stuff. But hopefully by the end of July, I'll be able to get back into it and really start recording again. But uh, Shane, thank you so much for having me on, man. This was awesome. Long time in the making. And I feel like, yeah, we definitely have a lot more in common than (laughs) we did at the beginning of this episode.
1: and dude i feel like the more we talk the more we'll realize man and i appreciate the fact that considering your schedule is so busy that you took the time to come on the show man
2: yeah man i wasn't going to reschedule on you again <laughs> so, but yeah thank you for having me on that it's, it's been a really good conversation
1: definitely dude and i can't wait to do the next one rock and roll but uh to all the listeners out there uh i thank you for spending the time to listen to this whole conversation i hope you enjoyed it as much as i do and uh, i'll catch you on the next one have a good night everybody